the fuck world. Was... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I didn't know who was going to go first. Uh, what's going on, everybody? We're nerds. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. God. Dude, you're in the world. Dude. What were you doing? <laughs> I don't even remember. I was just going to make it up as I went. Well, welcome, everybody. We're nerds. I'm Jester954 here with everybody's favorite uncle, Aaron Jean-Claude Van Damme Miller, and our resident camping Viking, Jimmy's John. And today we have for a Jimmy guest. To go, hey. Hey. And we have a guest today. <laughs> we have a guest. And we'll do a bit of the Skip it a bit of the it's me, Mega Man. <laughs> He's Mega Man. I'll make a drop He's out of the man. scat version. We'll just use that from now on. Fuck yeah, Nate's back. It's Nate. Our favorite Hi. movie guest. Very smart. He's Whoa. very good at movies. It's and very, uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good at movies. <laughs> After that dream record intro. Well, we're here for a special episode. Barbenheimer, Barbie, Oppenheimer, also for us nerds in the back end, Remnant 2 did come out, so we're pretty excited about that. Probably the uh, most important thing of the week is that Remnant 2 came out for real. and is great. Yeah, because, you know, those two movies were long, but we've probably put five times the length of those movies together into that game already, yep. which is great because the game is awesome. But we are here to talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer this week, which is uh, which is fun. You know, two two movies I normally wouldn't have seen. I'm not really big into dramas or comedies, but I went and saw them both. So that's pretty exciting. So if we have any new listeners, welcome. We are nerds. We did it. We're all in pink. We all clapped when the movie started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really... Speaking of that, I uh, I uh, it has nothing to do with the movie, so I'll say it now. Is the theater? I've never experienced a theater like this, which was so extremely rowdy, screaming at the top of their lungs, almost the entire time. It was there were a lot of teenagers. I went on a Friday night at like seven p.m. And Oppenheimer. For Barbie. <laughs> yes, for Oppenheimer. Oh, I had that experience for Oppenheimer. People were like, yeah! <laughs> it's bullshit up! <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty wild. There was a lot of, like, you know, obviously, like, groups of teenage girls. But just as many as that, there were, like, it, it'd be, it would be, like, four or five girls and then, like, two or three boys with them. So a lot of teenagers, which are vying for attention and trying to be funny, and the boys are trying to make the girls laugh. So it was, it was, it was the worst. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. Getting up and running around, stomping down the stairs the entire time, um, flashlights on the phones, pictures, like it was... <laughs> It was pretty nuts. And then other than that, just cheering. Like, you know, when the movie kind of tells you, please clap. <laughs> there was so many applause. But, you know, this isn't the kind of movie I normally watch. So it was, you know, it is kind of like a pop culture movie. So it was for more of a general audience. So uh, it was pretty wild, man. There was a lot it of clapter. like it skewed a little bit more, not just a general audience, but tweens younger audiences i mean uh we've all gone to middle school right you know when yeah. you're just an, an idiot yeah <laughs> it's true yeah i'm just a better but it, 38 it did year old. seem like it was an event like this was like a tween marvel event 
Like if yes. there was a Marvel Cinematic Universe for like the TikTok generation, Barbie yeah. is it. It was pretty wild. Yeah, uh, we sure. had so ours was actually the whole row next to us was like gay gay dudes and their grandmas. There was like a <laughs> bunch of gay dudes and like three grandmas. And what's funny is, so the one dude like clapped, like fuck yeah, like screamed when the movie started, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the grandma kept saying Barbie. <laughs> Shut up, grandma! Every time she sees a Barbie, yeah, she says Barbie. She was like, "Bye, bye, Barbie." At some point, it was very weird. I'm gonna yeah. ask an honest question: Is Barbie even a thing anymore? Like, is it still oh, yeah. like, yeah, like kids seek them out type of thing? I don't. I didn't think, think it was. So. Well, it, they still it make is. Them. They, well, they it, still make them, but I've like dated girls with like young daughters and they're not really asking for Barbies, but I'm sure there are girls that are asking for them. Well, you brought up the point about the age, like being younger. I was, I had the same experience and I was kind of like shocked about the amount of people that gave a shit about Barbie that were younger. <laughs> Cause I didn't mm-hmm. think it was a big thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the current trend of the box office is a downward spiral, you know, like, <laughs> Pixar's losing money, uh, you know, like, so for Barbie, Barbie's killing it right now in the box office, like to, to bring like so many young people to a movie theater, uh, no man, like it, yeah, I, I guess this could be the next cinematic universe. Well, my niece is eight and she likes Barbie and was like hyped to see it. And she she played with a lot of Barbies, um, you know, kind of in the last like probably three years. She was big into like Peppa Pig and shit and like PJ Mask and all that stuff. And then like kind of transitioned into Barbie. Um, and so, you know, it could <laughs> be that she's <laughs> um could be that, like, you know, maybe it's it's her specific, you know, she had older sisters and, and things like that. So there could be some reason, you know, outside of Barbie being special, but she loved Barbie. Yeah, huh. yeah I don't know. I, th- I think it's it's I don't think it's as big like when we were kids. Uh, I th- so I, th- I think this movie was really more for 20 somethings, early 30s, mid 30 somethings. So 20s and 30s like women who grew up with Barbie because I don't think that many of them but it's definitely still there There's, they still have their own aisle in Target well not the whole aisle but they still have their own section they're still making money but who knows it could just be a money laundering operation at this point <laughs> <laughs> now Barbies are still a thing because uh, we pitched in at my old job for my boss's daughter because she wanted a Barbie dream house super bad like we all pitched in for their Christmas because you know we worked at the same place and we knew that shit was fucking expensive for the salaries they were paying at our job yeah uh, and she was hype like it was like a big fucking deal for her she played with it well, for a week yeah. and forgot about it no no regardless no. like it is a thing now like I don't oh, know if sure. it was or wasn't before the movie but now like right with the marketing after oh you know, yeah. this is like like oppenheimer when oppenheimer <laughs> made the atomic bomb there was the world before <laughs> the atomic bomb and now the world after yeah. it's like that we're in the post-apocalyptic barbie world <laughs> yeah no if you if you google if you google barbie right now google turns pink and it like holy pink, shit pink confetti comes down so mm. i think uh 
the marketing alone has made this a very big thing. So it is a thing now moving forward. Nice. Damn. Good for them. Good for Mattel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good for you. Oh, do you love your little Barbies? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, for those who aren't familiar, we talk about nerd stuff here. And every week we start off with our weeks. It's been one week. We don't have our drops anymore. Um, I just put a gummy in my mouth, but I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to chew this fucking brontosaurus gummy. Sorry. <laughs> Proper so <this> planning week... <laughs> prevents poor performances. That's what we used to say. My old middle school coach used to say, okay? So think about that. It's the five P's. Yeah. You played sports. Regular drops back. No, no, no. It was just my gym class. I oh, got okay. You said regularly. coach like he was like a, like you did sports. It's true. We call him Coach Pete. I, I think I was just calling you everybody. out. I'm trying to hide that in, like sneak in, like you might have actually played sports. No, I mostly got hit with dodgeballs every day in class, and one time they stole my shoes and my underwear. Was that due to your proper planning? Improper planning? <laughs> yeah. So what I ended up doing was proper planning ended up being just not uh, bringing a change of clothes for gym class and getting internal suspension every week or every day that I had gym class. And then I never had to uh, dress out. So it was fine. Or you should have brought plan to bring two sets of gym clothes. No, because then I got to then I got to be in the, the pit and try to love proper. someone. Proper planning. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell old 1996 Aaron what to do, okay? He was a, he was a counterculture guy. Yeah. So you loved Barbie. Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Sick. Anyways. Alrighty, so this week I have been... I have not played Final Fantasy 16 because I believe I'm at the last dungeon. So obviously, what am I going to do? Stop playing the game. So I should have beaten it by now. I'm going to probably try to beat it this week, but I'm not sure. I got a lot of things happening this week. Also, I'm very excited. Talk to me. Comes out on Thursday. I think I'm going to see it on Saturday, though. So I'm very excited to see Talk to me. Uh, it looks very good. It's getting really great reviews, but and they're saying like really great stuff about it. But this always happens where a movie comes out and everybody says the most terrifying movie I've ever seen. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not expecting it to be terrifying, but I'm someone just threw up. Yeah, so yeah while they, were, always, while they yeah. were buying their ticket, they puked. Cut yeah. to. Uh, night vision footage of a movie theater when someone reacts to something or the whole theater screams. Mm-hmm. I saw um, on Instagram a an ad and it was like a guy pretending to be a reviewer like, just walked out of Talk To Me and let me tell you, A24, whatever, do, saying all shit. And then you look down and the account is fucking A24. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't act like you know, this candid reviews happening and it's your guy. Like they yeah. could have and, asked and to do, repost it. Yeah. <laughs> do what we noticed with Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise. When you start seeing like the greatest movie ever, go to the Twitter account that said that. Yep. And you'll notice it's like some dude with twelve followers. Not saying that your follower count matters, but if you're a major big ass movie and you're using a blurb from someone saying this is the greatest movie ever made. It doesn't really have hold much weight if the per, if I have more followers than the person and yeah. I'm a fucking nobody, uh, but it does have a cool concept. I like possession movies. It looks great. 
I'm hoping to see it. So or I'm going to see it. So I'm just hoping to have a good time. One thing that does suck is every showing in every theater. They're not doing it in any kind of RPX or any kind of special theater. It's all just standard showings. And at the Regal that I go to, the big Dania Point fancy one, center seats are all next to an aisle. And it really yeah. bothers me. It's like the movie theater is split down the middle. and so you can't really get like a prime center seat where you have seats next to you. So like for me to sit prime center, I'm going to have a seat to my right. And then like the stairs to my left, which means I'm going to see that goddamn row of lights that goes up the stairs, which Very I can't, ig I can't ignore it. So if I want to sit a little farther away, so I don't see the freaking beams of light going up the stairs, then I'm going to have to be skewed from the center of the screen, which bothers me. I know that's like a first world spoiled movie problem, but I go to the movies a lot. It just bothers me even looking at it, to be honest. Every time you send me a picture, because he sends them sometimes like, what the fuck is this seat? It's it's off kilter. It doesn't, it yeah. feels wrong. It's very dumb. Yeah. yeah, my OCD goes, just gets twitchy. My eye starts twitching. My palms are itchy. Uh, mom spaghetti. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so other than excited to see, talk to me, talk to me. Um, even though I'm pissed. So the trailer shows talk to me. And then there's a new clip where she's like, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it bothers me because I'm like, oh man, they used a different, like, I don't know which one's going to be in the movie, but uh, other than that, I've been continuing to play a lot of Exo Primal, uh, substandard multiplayer, multiplayer PVE shooter. I'm having a lot of fun in uh, fun in it. I've maxed out my standard soldier class buddy. I like him a lot. And I'm just still having a lot of fun. I like it. It's fun. Come to twitch.tv slash nerds the podcast and watch me play it. Uh, I'm fun talking to people, making friends. It's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good time. There's big dinosaurs. And you shoot the dinosaurs and they blow up. And it's great. I don't know if you, you saw, like but a, I... You sound like a divorced dad. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, ha I'm having fun, you know, making friends. I'm just having a really good time. Just really enjoying life, just having fun. And you know, there's nothing wrong with me having fun, okay? It's okay that I enjoy this. <laughs> um, I Did you notice, uh, or did you see IGN gave it an 8? Like, it, it actually oh, no. got a good review from IGN. I mean, IGN's reviews are fucking ass. But... Yeah, I don't trust them at all. Uh, the, but I mean, what I'm noticing with it is it's I, I see how it's not the deepest game, obviously, but it I definitely am having a lot of fun with it. Like it controls well, it plays well, it looks cool to me, and it's a lot of fun to play. It's easy. There's not much to it, but there's enough. So I'm just noticing I'm having a, a lot of fun with it. So I'm going to keep playing it. Watching you, it's been cool whenever you get teammates that actually talk. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me. Because, yeah. like, it seems like that's when it's going to be the most fun is when you have people that are, like, down to clown and, like, actually play the game and communicate, you know, like, fucking play right. But you always say, like, we're, like, a split second. But I have no idea how you tell how far apart you guys are. Like, I don't know what you're looking at when you say that because I look up top and everything looks exactly the same. So at the very top of the screen, let's say there's five phases. There'll be, like, five diamonds and it'll put like your blue or your red diamond on the color of which phase you're at. And as you move forward, like you can see, like, is the other team matched up with us? But between phases for like five seconds or so, you because your enemy team is doing exactly what you're doing. So for five seconds, you see their silhouettes yeah. light up and you can see uh... where they're at. So sometimes it'll say, 
uh, you are completing tasks slower than the enemy. And as you're running, you see like, oh, they're five seconds ahead of us. Like they're five feet ahead of me, which means they literally completed the objective like one second before us. Sometimes you notice they're down the damn screen. So it's like, damn, they're like 30 seconds, a minute ahead of us, okay. which, which doesn't really matter. It somewhat matters only if you get the, you know, like the Overwatch shit where you got to escort the cube. Mm-hmm. There's one of those. That one matters because if you finish quicker than your other team, you get to start moving your cube before they do. And that fucking matters. But other than that, it's, it doesn't really matter. But Exo Primal is cool. Still really just waiting for season two. I don't know how long that's going to be. Probably a couple of months. That's when we're going to get the Street Fighter stuff. And that's going to be exciting. Um, not much else other than that. I did receive my Doth the Hinderers <laughs> vinyl, which I fucking talked about Doth for 20 minutes last week. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. I really enjoyed it. So I posted my little post and the band account retweeted or reposted all of my little record vinyl posts of theirs. And that was pretty cool. Oh, so that's always, pretty crazy. actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I do little videos of the record player spinning and like playing like selections and they just reshared all my stories. And that's always fun to get, uh, to get noticed by senpai. So that's always pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, other Instead than that, talk to me, it's notice me. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I did get two really sweet, dope enamel pins. I used to collect pins. I like to wear them on my belt a lot. And I realized I didn't have any, I don't have many street fighter ones. So I ordered myself this really sweet and bison pin. And also I got myself this really awesome E Honda pin. So I'm very happy to wear my fat boy on my belt. So if you see me, look at my pants. <laughs> uh, Only if you're fully just, developed. Yeah, that's a strange my thing fully to developed say. pants. <laughs> Watch uh, my little pants. And then the last thing was just this annoyance, man. I'm at work yesterday and I'm talking to some coworkers in the office and we're just talking, whatever. And I hate when people do this, man. You know that there's people that do this shit. And we're talking about something, and uh, I bring up, like, oh, yeah, I really like horror movies. It's my main thing I watch. I watch horror movies. And my friend Lewis is like, okay, but what do you mean by horror? And I'm like, well, not like monster movies, you know? And, we, and he's, he's like, okay, so what do you call Alien, you know? And I'm like, 1979, really Scott Alien? He's like, yeah. And I start talking, and then this other guy... I hate when people do this. This <laughs> other guy butts into the conversation and goes, oh, that's a kid's movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 but we mean, he's like, yeah, I'm being serious. That's like a kid's movie. Alien? And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what he's yeah. trying to do is he's trying to say that he's so tough and don't scared about nothing that Alien's a kid's movie. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You know goddamn well it's not a kid's movie. It, yeah, sure, it's not terrifying. The concept is, and yeah, I'll call it a horror film because it is, but it's like a space thriller yeah, horror it's just a film. sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, because when I was a kid, my aunt would take me to ho- I don't give a fuck if you saw it while you were still <laughs> in the womb, dog. It doesn't make it a kid's movie. He's like, yeah. well, it's just as scary as a kid's movie. So I just, it just, I get annoyed. I, I don't think it's, I can't really say this is an example of this, but it almost feels akin to carricking. He's definitely, oh boy, yeah. He's definitely carricking, which is just a term that we use I don't sometimes. Even get scared of anything. <laughs> exactly. It's just yeah. Like, when I, I was don't. a kid, my aunt used to let me suck her tits. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh boy. 
So yeah, I just found it annoying that uh, I I just hate when people do that. Alien is not a kids movie. It's obviously a space sci-fi horror film, and I know you're not going to hear this, bro. But honestly, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, Carrick. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, whoever you are. Yeah. Well, and, so Carrick uh, is a guy. When whenever we say that, that's a guy that does reviews on YouTube. He does ACG, yes. and he he's just been. Uh, Jesse used to call me just to be like this fucking guy every time because he would he would just say shit like I've had a lot of sex in the shower like, just like yeah no like cool. yeah so Carrick yeah he's he so he does produce some of the best review video game reviews on YouTube he, like he oh, used yeah. to re- produce really great video game reviews and tech reviews he's really great but I started and listening he has to, great taste I will say yes. if you like like RPGs things like that like he's he has a very similar taste to like what i like in video games so he's great to listen to for that yeah but yeah but i started listening to his podcast and i found out god man hopefully we never do like hit an algorithm because we're gonna get completely kicked <laughs> out of it if, if anybody so he like i noticed that his podcast it sounded like just a bunch of yes men hanging out with him and like where they're like, yeah, Carrick, you're just so cool. And Carrick <laughs> just seems to be the kind of guy, from what he says, where like, like, yeah, man, like, I'm just so cool. So one example of Carricking is somebody on his podcast just casually mentioned Justin Bieber. And he's like, oh, yeah, what was uh, what was their name again? Um, James Bayomberda. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't even know that guy. What is, what, Justin, <laughs> what is it, yeah. Justin Bieber, shut the fuck Beebler? up, dude. It's, o- it's okay to know who Justin Bieber yeah. is. Another example was he was talking about he had gotten into a car accident once. <laughs> and no, wait, I'll say this one first. He was talking about being in martial arts and like breaking a toe. Because, you know, if you're in karate, jujitsu, whatever, you might break a toe. And hey, for those who don't know, if you break a toe, ain't shit you can do about it. You can't put a cast on your toe. You got to live with it. And he was talking about like, yeah. I've broken the toe and it's really just nothing. You just got to walk on it and walk it off. But then <laughs> the most egregious one was where this son of a bitch <laughs> says something about getting in a car accident. And he's like, well, with me, what happens is, is during the car accident, my senses were so heightened at the moment that everything kind of went into a slow motion and I could see everything <laughs> happening and I was able to react in the way to get the car in line. And it's like, no, dude, you don't have spidey sense. When you get in a car accident, you did not. Maybe he does. Maybe he really did. I know that heightened <laughs> adrenaline can cause things to happen and you can react faster. But an over-exaggeration of something to look cool is something we we call it carricking. And... uh don't cancel me for that. And if you hear this, Carrick, I don't care, dog. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, and that's it for me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was muted because I was typing. I forgot to put in a note for myself of what I was doing. So um, I can go next if you want because I only have one thing to talk about. Sure. Talk to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so oh, I have two things, actually. I lied. I have Remnant, which is a third, but we'll all talk about Remnant. Um, I did yeah, play, I did play a game, a demo for a game called Death Must Die, which is a another uh, vampire survivors like, but it has a dodge akin to Hades. And it's very much a ripoff of Hades when you see some of the art, like 
there's all the, these gods that help you within it, but it's it's more of like a Dark Souls style graphics. Like it's definitely trying to um, emulate that in the you know kind of two D pixelated form. Um, but it's pretty good. I actually really enjoyed it, especially like the the kind of art style of it, uh, harkening back to Dark Souls. Love that. Um, and I realized with that one, I turned on auto attack and auto aim. And it was way better. Like it just hmm. points to whoever's near you, and then you can just kind of move around. It's more about like focusing on the dodge and, you know, kind of letting letting it pick who to aim at, so that you're not trying to move the mouse. Because then I would lose my mouse in Halls of Torment sometimes, and um, it's tough. I still like Halls of Torment. I'm still playing it, but this there's a demo for a game called Death Must Die, and I saw it, and it's basically the same game um you know similar you unlock classes as you get through it and new characters come through um and you get different weapons and armor you have a full uh inventory on in both games and so different things you know different items in those different slots will do different shit and you know manipulate how you play but you'll also get skills that manipulate the the way that the game is being played um it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So it's pretty short. It's just a demo, but it's out on Steam if you are interested in trying a more uh, action-focused Vampire Survivors, which really it just gives you a dodge. But you have to use it because they, they, they throw shit at you that you have to kind of like <laughs> move through and get out of the way of. Um, dodge always feel feels it. weird in those type of games to me, though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not it terrible in Diablo, but like... I don't know. They just, it doesn't feel as natural to dodge in a game like that. Yeah. yeah. The, the Diablo one's rough actually. <laughs> now that you bring it up, that one, that one's tough to, to, to do right. Like, I feel like it never feels comfortable. I think cause and, it's isometric. Yeah. And it feels like when and you skewed. do it, they don't give you a lot of time. Like, by the time you register it, the thing's already hitting you. You know what I mean? Like, I can get through some attacks, but there's these, like, fucking lasers that these archers and ghosts will do together that I literally have never gotten out of one. <laughs> I've never been able to get through it in that, but... Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for Death Must Die. I'm definitely gonna buy it when it comes out. Uh, you know, there's no pre-order or anything. There's no early access. It's just a demo on Steam. Um, and if you're interested, check it out. I mean, you know, it's free. If you got a fucking PC, it doesn't seem like it'll take a lot to run. Um, so can do worse with your time. Fuck yeah. Other, other than that, I watched uh, the Invincible season two prequel episode for Adam Eve. Um, so his like girlfriend or whatever. It's like her origin story, and it was it's an hour long. And it was very good. I really nice. yeah. so. I didn't even yeah, it's super that. good. What's that on HBO? Prime. Prime. Oh, oh fuck yeah, I have that. Did yeah. you guys see the trailer for the new boys? Uh, spinoff. Yeah, looks, looks interesting. Good. Yeah, I think it'll be good. What's it called uh, Gen like V Generation. Yeah, Gen V. Yeah, nice. Which is for the you know V the people the the kids that uh, were made to be superheroes basically or how I mean it's spoilers for the boys but how everybody has superpowers. It's yeah, it's mm-hmm. like uh, high school college age. V. Yeah. Okay. Is it like? Are they in high school? Is it like... I think they're in like... Yeah, it, it reminded me of My Hero Academia type situation. Okay, okay that makes sense. Right. So, hopefully it it's good. good. I mean, <laughs> The Boys is really good. I caught a clip of um, 
a, you know, a clip of an episode and just remembered how good that show was. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was the one where um, Homelander's like it's his birthday and he's saving a girl's going to commit suicide and then he sees that Stormfront um, killed herself and he like turns and is you know turns to like telling the girl you should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that that scene was intense too because that was. guy what's his name Anthony. Is it Anthony uh, Edwards? Uh, the Homelander actor? Yeah. No. I'm I think it's sure. Edwards. But, but he he's just so good. Like his yeah. he's just Terrific. so good at looking crazy as fuck. Like his eyes are so <laughs> yeah. He starts uh, like chomping down and flexing his cheek muscles and yes. shit. And you're just like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. The the his like twitchy cheek and eye muscles is yeah. very <laughs> intense, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, he plays it. He he plays it like he's a cr- crazy person trying to act like they're not crazy. Yeah, right. Like he's trying to hold. Like you could see that he's holding back, and that there's cracks, and mm-hmm. that smiles just kind of like there's. It's revealing that he's like a sociopath underneath. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean he's he's amazing in in that show. Yeah, he's but uh, I think it's also so great with. Uh, the superhero fatigue that's kind of going on as, as oh, yeah. Marvel keeps turning out as we realize like some of the movies are similar to previous movies, like voice is just <laughs> so different. Yeah. yeah. And that scene in particular, the one with the suicide, that's, that's a, a parody because in the comics, uh, Superman, there's a girl who's going to commit suicide. She's going to jump off a building and Superman shows up and kind of talks her off the ledge, like, "No, don't do it. I'm not going to save you. If this is your, if you want to do it, I'm not going to save you. But you know, you have so much to live for." And so it's kind of like the opposite of that comic, because he's like, mm. <laughs> instead That's of awesome. like trying to save her, he's like, "No, yeah, yeah." You he's should. like, "Fuck you. You should kill yourself." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the, maybe the guy is kind of crazy, because you know, like when someone's so good at acting crazy. Maybe it's because yeah. they're kind of crazy. It's almost like when actors are really good at acting racist. <laughs> you ever notice that? When they put them in movies and it's like, that came off a little too smoothly, Kylo. Yeah, you were a little comfortable with that, buddy. <laughs> Hold on there. The dark side is strong with this one. <laughs> uh well, yeah, Adam Eve episode was really good, by the way. It's an hour long. Um, it's like a mini movie, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, it gives you some context to her and, you know, kind of her family situation. And, you know, it was it was cool. It gives you some insight into the world. And it had um, Jacob Tremblay did a voice for one of the characters, and he's great. He was the little kid from that movie Room. Um And then Bad Kids or Bad Boys or something, he's the little kid that's, like, in the movie about the, like, fifth graders yeah um, but he's obviously older now and he did a voice in this and it was it was very good fuck yeah i'm excited for season two coming i think next month i don't know i haven't seen a release for it they keep posting stuff that's like everybody waiting on a bus for an announcement and shit or you know stuff like that being cheeky about waiting mm-hmm. on it <laughs> so yeah but they may have they announced know. it I mean, I didn't even know about this series, so or this movie, so it was like a stealth drop. They just randomly dropped an episode last night. 
Okay, because like, I saw I, a I thing saw, two week or it was like a week ago. They posted another thing of like all the characters from that waiting on a bus, like for the next like us waiting for an announcement. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of yeah. funny they did that. Yeah, it's nice. uh, it's good if you if you like you know. There's no you see like one moment of Omni Man, but the rest of it's just her and kind of. Does it take like, place no. post or? You said prequel, it's right? A, yeah, it's a prequel. To the to Invincible getting his powers too, or yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, you see, you see, like him as a kid without his powers yet. Like, uh, okay. oh, maybe if I don't, you know, what if I don't get my powers or whatever? Right. Um, oh wait, is this Invincible or uh, the movie? Invincible he is the boys. Invincible. It's the oh. Adam Eve um, episode that they put out. Yeah. Well, and also really quick, since uh, we're skipping news this week, but there wasn't much. One thing is the Mortal Kombat 1 combat packs came out, the official reveal. So you can see what the in-game models look like for Homelander and Omni-Man and John Cena's metal helmet. What, what is his name? Peace. Oh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Maker. So you can see Peacemaker, yeah. Omni-Man, and Homelander in Mortal Kombat. No gameplay yet, but you can actually see what their models look like, and they look awesome. And it's going to be pretty cool. Pretty excited for that. Comes out in September. It's almost almost time. John Cena, castmate of Barbie. <laughs> yes, he was. He was a mermaid. Yeah. Saw an interview about I that. And he was just too. in. <laughs> you saw it too. Yeah, he was just in France when Margot Robbie was there and like paid for her meal. Like she didn't even know he was in the restaurant or whatever. And he paid for a meal. And so she said she just walked over and was like, hey, you want to be in Barbie? And he was like, yeah. She was like, okay. And <laughs> put him in Barbie. He's <laughs> like, you want to be a mermaid? And he was like, fuck yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I That's it, it for my week, other than Remnant. Played a lot of Remnant with James and Bo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck cool. yeah, dude. Uh, so basically, uh, Remnant 2 has been everything. I did play, take a little break and did some Smite uh, with Boone. And it's still fun. I'm enjoying it. I've. Uh, Really been hard focusing playing the Cupid character and doing really well with it. So, um, yeah, I don't. It's so simple, but it's it's fun enough. The arena's fun. I haven't done like the the um, League of Legends f- five man or big arena one yet, but I don't. I, well, I did it once and it wasn't very fun in that like first person or well, I guess it's third person view, but. I don't know. I might try it again when I feel more comfortable or have other people on my team that are playing too. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So mostly just might. And then I did watch a series on Netflix called quarterback. Uh, I won't talk too long because I know this isn't really sports ball, the podcast, but I know my boy Nana out there will appreciate it. Um, It's basically a series on Netflix that follows uh, three NFL quarterbacks. And it was last season. And one of them happened to be my team's quarterback. Um, And then, uh, so it was Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and was it Marcus Mariota? Something like that. And it follows their seasons. Um, If you like documentary type uh, shows and stuff like that, I think they did a great job with this one. Um, And if you like sports ball, obviously. Even if you don't like the quarterbacks, uh, I would definitely recommend watching it because you might uh, you might like them by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And that's 
painful. Uh, I still don't love Cousins as my quarterback. Just just to be clear, for any of my Vikings fans out there, um, <laughs> he's he's he no. I have no confidence in him. He's a big dork though, and it was funny to see him doing his everyday interactions and stuff. But yeah, it was a really good series. Um, I did wrap up the first half of Witcher season three part one, I guess, or first half of the season. Um, and it's, it's a great season. The last episode definitely left something to be desired. Um, but I think it was just kind of setting up what's going to happen with the rest of the series that drops this weekend. Um, or season, uh, the rest of the season. And, you know, it was a really good episode. It, it like played through the same, um, party they were at multiple times, but giving you different angles and different conversations and stuff like that. So it was a cool little take on, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a fun episode. It just, if that was going to be like the mid season finale, maybe they could have added just a little bit more to it, but Either way, I think The Witcher's great, and I'm still super bummed that Cavill's going to be gone forever. Yeah, I also I finished the first episode. It's a that was a long episode, honestly. Um, the first one was like I think a full hour, um, but it was really good. And I and the whole time I just kept thinking they have such good chemistry, yeah. like these this whole group. And I'm like, and they're gonna fucking they're gonna get rid of Cavill, you know, he's gonna disappear and now it's gonna be some other guy. And they said they're doing like a yeah. multiverse thing to do it or something. Oh god. Yeah. I probably won't watch it. With it. the other show. What was that, James? I said I probably won't watch it. I, I have zero interest in trying to believe somebody else's mm-hmm. Geralt at this point. Um, Even yeah. Liam, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> it's it's nothing against him at all, and he may perform great, you know, but It'll take a lot of convincing, like, I'll have to hear a lot of good things about it to watch it, because it just seems silly. Like, I think let it die and then start fresh, honestly. I know that's not great, but, I mean, you're losing somebody that is playing Geralt so well that it's (laughs) it's going to be rough. He's just perfect. You're you're literally losing Geralt. Like, it's not even, there's no one else. There's no one else. Well, yeah, and, like, I know that the suits don't really give a shit, but... You're also losing someone who actually cares about the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's important. But I know that it's not when it comes to bottom lines. All that matters is turnaround time and consistency, whatever. But when well, I guess obviously not consistency doesn't fucking matter, but he actually gives a shit. And it's a real bummer that they would allow if I was someone important who had anything to do with that, I would have realized that. He is a he is very important to the role, and it's not that they can't do it without him. But you should realize that he's he is going to make it better, and you yeah. can't just replace him with somebody. We can't just be like, well, get Thor's brother, and people will still watch it. No, <laughs> no offense, I, it's not going to fix your problem. Yeah. No, but yeah, other than that, it's just remnant, lots of remnant. I'm still working on moving, <laughs> and that's just been a joy in itself. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves moving, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, well, moving sucks. Nathan? Nathan, what have you been up to? How much time do I have? You have as long as you need. Yeah, man. I would like to use an allotted amount of time to ask Jesse. What's up? Since you love uh, possession movies, what do you think about the Exorcist remake coming out? 
Okay, so I saw the or trailer sequel. for that. Yeah, it's some sort of sequel, and it's like twins this time, or siblings, two little two girls, two are being possessed at the same time by the same demon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. From the director I, of the Hollow the new Halloween movies. Yeah, so I think I obviously one hundred percent will see it, and I don't think it looks horrible, but something tells me it looks pretty bad. But I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong, but something looks it doesn't look great to me. What do oh, you look think? Cool. <laughs> I think it's a shame that uh, they're remaking The Exorcist like now after there's been That's so true. many like possession movies. Like there's nothing <laughs> like the Pope's <laughs> exorcism. <laughs> like what can you add now to the genre? Like what what can you do to make it like unique? And so we're just gonna rehash. It's fair. The yeah. original, the the best like horror movie that like, you know. Yeah, uh, the setup that first third of that original movie is great. That's a problem I have. I just really love the setup of movies. I like the first third of I like the first act of most movies. I haven't seen anything about this and I just googled it and Linda Blair's back as Reagan. Who knew? Like Oh my god, she is. I didn't yeah. know this. I did see a cool part of the trailer where it's like two girls are possessed at once and the demon is slowly like they're like their heartbeats are synchronized at the same time. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess that's cool. They're doing something. I will see it with the hope that it's good. But I will say that I see almost every horror movie that comes out, man. And these things fucking disappoint me. And I really hope this is cool and it's fun. But um. I don't know. Something about the way that it looks looks like not fake to me because obviously they're movies, but something looks like not legit. Something looks straight to VHS to me about this. It doesn't look like I think they were trying to put an old look to make it feel like it actually is a sequel to the original. Okay, I believe that's the vibe I got from it, but I could be completely wrong. It may just actually be low budget trash. Yeah. There, it's not out. Like the trailer's not out anywhere. But no, in front of, it's uh, not. <laughs> I tried no. finding it the other day to watch it again yeah. after I got out of the theater and couldn't find it. Yeah, it's just fake versions of it. It's only in front of Oppenheimer, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I walked in while it was playing, so I missed the beginning of it. So I walked in, and I just saw like two possessed kids, and I was like, oh, that must be that new exorcism exorcist thing. And I didn't know that the trailer wasn't out yet. So I just was, I, I didn't really pay too much attention because I figured, oh, I'll look this up later. And I guess I won't. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. They're calling, they're calling two priests. Two yeah. priests for two. Oh, yeah. No, this is, I'm serious. Like it's going to have two priests. Oh, like nice. for, which oh, is, I, well, I think uh, David Gordon Green, from what he did with Halloween, he's the type of director who likes to subvert expectations. Mm hmm. Like, uh, you I know, what, what they did with Ryan, Ryan Johnson did with uh, making Luke Skywalker homeless. Like, <laughs> they, they like to, he's the type of, David, David Gordon Green, he likes to change franchise material. Okay, mm. so now Michael Myers, he's an uh. evil spirit who can possess people. And, yeah. And yeah, I was so say I'm afraid, that- I'm afraid what he's going to do to change uh, 
Pazuzu. Pazuzu, yeah. What I, that's what I was going to say a minute ago. Is I was going to say, like, uh, telling me that this is the guy who did the recent Halloween movies <laughs> is, not, is that's not a good thing. <laughs> now, is this a Warner Brothers movie? Because maybe we get a John Constantine crossover. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get Keanu and in there. And then John Wick. <laughs> Two Keanus. <laughs> that's how they bring back John Wick. Like, he... And they're all in the Matrix. The Bubba Yaga. (laughs) I'm possessed by the Bubba Yaga. John Wick comes back as a a small little girl. I'm possessed by John Wick. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'll be there. I'll be there day one. God damn it. Okay. Now the the rest of my week, I mean, I did. I don't. I don't do much as an editor. I'm pretty sedentary. So I mean, I, I did some editing. Played with some AI. I made uh, the little, put it on Instagram, made uh, Elon Musk fight uh, Mark Zuckerberg from the little AI <laughs> images of, uh, forget that guy's name, <laughs> uh, Wild Trance was the, ri- the original AI artist, and I just animated nice. the, the images. Yeah, that's, I don't do much. That's about, that's about my week. I played some Smash Brothers, played some Magic the Gathering. Oh, you nice. played some fighting games, what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1v1 games. They don't, um, actually, that's not 1v1. I'm an idiot. True fighting game people don't call that a fighting game. I learned this when I was at CEO. Oh, Smash? Yeah, no. That's a, it's, a, called, a, it's called a platform fighter. Or <laughs> if, we're really, if we want to be really, uh, what's the word, condescending, it's, uh, we just call it a party <laughs> game. <laughs> but we do that's not, fine. It, but the I thing mean, is, it that's is a fighting. Call game. it whatever you want, but pick up your sticks. Pick up yeah. the controller. Oh, Play me. Call it, par- call it a party game, and I'm going to run the party, party on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a fighting game. There's footsies, there's frame data. I mean, I it is feel, a fighting game. I feel pretty confident I can destroy all three of you at once. Oh, you can I'd, definitely, I'd definitely kill me. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm absolute dog water at Smash Bros. Smash Bros. I just wanted Party to use on. the phrase dog water. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow. That's a little bit scary, but I'm going to do it. I'm not cutting my hair off, but I'm getting a haircut. Um, I cut my hair every day. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Just because well, I buzz it down to nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing something a little scary. Like, so like 10 years ago, I had like a, like a friend, like a mutual friend from like this band I was in many years ago. So 10 years ago, she cut my hair and gave me like the best haircut I ever got. Uh, she's like a stylist who works at a salon and I wanted to get a hair. I needed to get a trim. So I just saw her online and I was like, Hey, you still do hair? She's like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm over at this salon. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a salon that is now, I believe, in a place that used to be a venue I used to go to heavy metal shows at, or right next to it or something. But um so yeah, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be I'm just gonna tell her like basically make sure I can still pull it back into like a bun or like pull it back so when I'm at work. But other than that, just do whatever. Like go ahead. So, so I don't know if that's a good idea or not. <laughs> did Barbie <laughs> inspire just... you to get an undercut done on it? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> That's, I'm just going to say that. I'm going to be like, look, I'm not shaving up one side of my head. I'm not doing yeah. any weird shit. But <laughs> there's not too much you can do to my hair. So I'm just going to be like, just do something. Because she's a really good stylist. So I'm like, just do something. Have fun. And, you know, in case I fucking hate it, just make sure I can pull it back into a ponytail. That's fair. Uh, 
So we'll see. Dun, dun, oh, dun. Yeah. That's it. I think we did it. I think we could start our reviews now. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to review your haircut. Uh, I don't know. I, a, another weird thing that hasn't happened in about three years is what I was going to do is, is I was going to get my haircut and then I'm off work the next day. I was thinking of shaving my fucking beard off and going to the beach and getting some sun because my I have not shaved my beard completely off in like two or three years. I don't know if I'm doing that, though. I don't You'll like doing face it. reveals. <laughs> Every time, again, man. I said, you'll regret it every single I know. time. Oh, trust I, me, bro. I hate it. Baby face? Baby face <laughs> is the worst. But I keep my beard pretty low, so I just need like maybe three, four days to get the the, the little short beard back. That's but true. But it'll be, it'll be two days of that smooth, weird baby face and uh, the awkward. I'm just going to be wearing a mask <laughs> for a couple of days. I don't know. I'm going to kill myself. Anyways, uh, you guys want to do Barbie first? Aaron, are you still muted? Sure. Aaron's gone. What? We didn't even notice. Aaron's gone. Hit pause. We're pausing. (laughs) All right, everybody. You just heard the death of Aaron's internet, but we're back. Uh, And with the power of editing, we're back two days later, but you won't notice. So we're here Fuck to do yeah, movies. <laughs> we're strong. We're independent. We're powerful. We're Barbie. Yeah. Not that modem. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, Comcast. No. Yeah, I think one of the last things we were saying before we noticed, because Aaron disappeared for a couple of minutes and we didn't notice he was gone until I, <laughs> until I saw his thing was gone. But um, I was saying that I was like going to get my hair cut. And I did. And it's nothing. You can't even really fucking tell. So... No, disaster averted. My hair's bad. I can't even see it. Kelsey and I were watching I Think You Should Leave with dinner, and there's a fucking skit where he has a haircut. He's got long hair, (laughs) and it's curled like all these big curls on either side, part of the middle. And these guys in the bar keep talking about how his hair looks like a dog's ears. And they're like, he looks like a, oh, my God, a King Charles or something like that. And so then he cuts to, like, him getting this date, whatever, and being excited and getting his hair cut for it. And he tells the guy he wants to Brian Cranston. Well, he's shown on a magazine, but he covers, like, with his body the one side. So the guy only sees a dog. <laughs> so he <did> his <laughs> uh, That's good. Fuck yeah, dude. So, uh, we start with Barbie, I guess? Barbizzle? Yeah, that's fine. We're sure. Ever since three of us did that. I mean, oh, yeah. that's true. Either yeah, way. let's do Barbie and then I'll zone out and disassociate for Oppenheimer. I'll take right, the cool. opportunity. Yeah, I think there's more to say about Barbie in general anyways. Um, but yeah, all right, what do we all think? A lot of commonality with both of them. <laughs> they, they both had their products launched in Japan. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Why don't we rate it ahead of, yeah, let's just go around and talk, go around the horn, we'll rate it, and then we can talk. That way, if people are just here for the vitriol or whatever they think is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, all right, so I I went and saw it also with a, I saw it with a human woman. She gave it a seven. I'd give it like a six and a half, seven. And then I asked another friend who was another human woman, and she said a seven. Okay. I'm going to give it 
Yeah, I'm going to give it like a seven and a half or an eight. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, I, I had a good time. I laughed a lot. Nate was with us. Uh, no, yes. we didn't even know. He was sitting right next to us. We had no idea. It was just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Until yeah, he offered totally- you popcorn. <laughs> I was what totally embarrassed. I was lying about it. Like, oh no, I'm I'm just here to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing pink. Oh wait, is this not an Oppenheimer showing? Weird. <laughs> what did um what did Kelsey give it? Uh she loved it. I think she gave it a ten out of ten. She thought it okay. was great. Luke Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Lulu's screaming. Uh so I will I actually give it an eight. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Um, I personally just kind of like, we'll get into it, but I, I was able to just ignore the like political stuff just because I don't really normally pay attention to that shit. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I thought the humor carried it through enough to where, you know, I, I could ignore it, but yeah, there's been some reviews I've listened to where I guess that wasn't as easy for other people. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, struggle. Do you know what your wife gave it? Kind of. Uh, yeah, my wife gave us. Uh, I believe she said nine, five, or ten. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it's been popular with the ladies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'd give it like an eight as well. Uh, Seven point five eight. Uh, I think it's like uh, like I mentioned before. I think this is like the launch of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for ladies. <laughs> I think this is it. I thought yeah, that was okay. the MCU. Big Wait. deal. <laughs> <laughs> the <Yeah>. MCU. <laughs> the MCU. I love it. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. That is so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> no, that's, what, that's, what, that's what some of the right, very... Yeah, that's what the they... Right conservatives uh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they do. When they're trying to slam like Marvel's, like you know, kind of like Disney Marvel's new angle and new thing, they they're like the MCU, and then they like they like uh, pat themselves on the back. They're like, so got they, him. <laughs> yeah, they're like you know, <laughs> Captain Marvel and the MCU. Yeah, fucking idiots. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was funny, at times. I thought, I thought it was. I mean, look, it's not a movie for me. It's a, it's a and, and and obviously that's a term that's going to get thrown around a lot. Who's it for? It's not for me. And that is kind of something I think that is to be talked about. Like, who's it for? And you automatically think it's for young girls. I don't think so. I don't think this is for teenagers, tweenagers. I think this movie is made for late 20s, early 30s, uh, kind of. Well, I'll tell you, my niece is eight and loved it. Like, lost oh, I'm her sure. shit. I'm just thinking that I feel like contextually, even like the jokes and everything, like, I don't know, like it starts off with like a 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the classic. Like, cool. <laughs> I'm just like, how is a fucking 10 year old going to know that this right. is like, this is like a reference. Like there were some references where I'm like, oh, okay, this is obviously for, because look, let's face it. A lot of movies are made for us, right? And uh, us as being, you know, a bunch of nerd dudes in their 30s and shit like that. And in Aaron's case, 40s. Uh, so, wow. like, <laughs> so, like, so, you know, the first time we saw, like, a Ninja Turtles, oh, my God, a Ninja Turtles movie. And then it's like, uh, you know, a X-Men movie. Oh, my God, they're turning my favorite thing into a movie. G.I. Joe, they're turning my favorite. 
they've turned every one of our favorite shit into a multimillionaire giant fucking movie. And look, they've done it for some of the girl stuff too, but let's face it, when Gem came out in theaters, it wasn't like this. It wasn't like I don't even know anyone who's ever seen Gem in Wow, like, somebody's mad. <laughs> oh my god. I'm just kidding. Um, so so yeah, this is like, you know, one of the first times like I was saying earlier the other day, like the theater that I was in was absolutely losing losing their minds. Like, dude, they lost their fucking minds just at the pink Warner Brothers logo. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Like, did you guys have that? Because, and I'm talking multiple times through the movie, standing up, screaming, fist pumps. This one kid kept trying to get a wave started. It was so <laughs> really but like, holy yeah, shit, dude! It was, it was. We nuts. had, uh, like I said, we had a gay guy, uh, a couple of gay dudes, and their grandma, uh, and the. The grandma was like, bye, Barbie. <laughs> she kept saying weird shit. I was like, lady, <laughs> fucking relax. But, you know. Yeah, my theater was very. That there was, was my a grandma. Lot, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, uh, there was a lot of, like, clapter and a lot of just a lot of cheering. Every time there was, like, some sort of break or any time there was, like, like a, like, kind of like a, like a gotcha or, like, I don't know, like a yas moment, it was, like, it was annoying because there were moments where a character would say like something kind of like, yeah, and this, and then they'd start cheering and then they, they miss the rest of the dialogue. And I'm like, you're missing the rest of the scene because you're cheering. But, uh, I guess, you know, leave it to them, let them have their movie, let them have their excitement, let them have fun. Not everybody has to be like me. Who's like, you're missing the point of the dialogue of the next moment. But, uh, that was a little bit annoying that sometimes well, those people are probably planning on seeing it multiple times too. You know what I mean? Which yeah. fuck them because I'm not. And if you're yeah. ruin it for me, but yeah, like the, the big, the big kind of speech in the Barbie house where the America Chavez or whatever t- tells the speech, uh, you know, they're like, you have to be pretty, but not too pretty. You gotta be a boss, but not too much of a boss. Like the, 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 the cheering happened so much that they missed half the speech. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm trying to hear the, I'm trying to hear the rest of it. And they were just like, fuck. And I'm talking, bro. It's like, it'd be like a group of fucking dudes in the nineties watching a Mike Tyson fight. Like the, the type of like, <laughs> they're just like, fuck yeah. Fuck. Like it was it's, like, it, it's, it's, like cool a, to see. it's like in a Marvel movie. Like when yeah. uh, the Captain America grabs Grab Thor's sh- hammer. Yes. Or, you know. Bro. That, but that's still, and I just said, bro, in a fucking Barbie review, but uh, that is a top 10 movie theater Top moment for me movie. yeah dude i mean i saw that somebody there's like a little reel of it out there somebody yeah. recording that moment and, and this I still is gonna get chills. be this is gonna be the equivalent for women like they're gonna yeah. oh my god when barbie yes. grabbed the <laughs> dress <laughs> when barbie grabbed the burke or the oak the Bur- oak birkenstocks Birken- yes. jesus christ yeah. i fucking just had like <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. The Matrix tumor. moment where it's like red pill or blue pill. And she's like, <laughs> I'll take the blue pill. And she's like, yeah. no, no, no. I'm trying to give you the illusion of the choice, but you need to find out for yourself. Uh, but yeah, that's a, the best way to put it is this was kind of like an end game style audience react. And I would even say, man, two, three, four, five times crazier than anything I've ever seen in a Marvel. I've never seen a wow. Marvel. A crowd Your of people. theater sounds insane. Ours my theater was like my theater was absolutely crazy, and the it was kind of a shoddy theater. Well, I mean, you went to Wilton Manors, no? <laughs> no, no, I went to a theater because I I couldn't find seats, so I had to go to a theater called VIP DB Cinemas, and 
it was kind of a smaller theater in a like in a plaza and the you guys I could tell the floor I could look I could see the construction by just walking because you could hear your footsteps on the floor so if you stomped it was kind of hollow so people were like stomping their feet as a form of applause almost so there was a lot of like stomping and booming and some somebody kept just getting up and literally jumping and slamming like stomping on the ground and there was a lot of screaming it Dude, I was lost my yeah. goddamn money. I would have went and got a goddamn <laughs> refund. Yeah, the girl I was with, I told her, I was like, yo, like at one point, because a few seats to my right, these girls had their phone out to take like selfies and shit, but they had like their flashlight on too. Oh and, my I, God. and I leaned over <laughs> to her and I'm like, look, like you don't know me, but like I usually sometimes, like I might say something to them. And she's like, it's okay. And then I realized this is their night, you know? Like, what am I going to tell some teenage girls at the Barbie movie? Stop taking selfies during the movie because you're being rude. <laughs> like, this is their fucking time to shine. You know, yeah. like, like do the damn thing. So I just kept my mouth shut. And uh, it was and in the end, it was fine. It was part of the experience. And it was it was a spectacle to watch. It was unlike anything I had ever experienced in a movie theater before. Well, so good sure. job on the awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have been a real prick. Like. <laughs> I'm trying to take notes for my podcast here, you know, <laughs> like oh God, me and three other dudes are going to review this on fucking Monday. <laughs> I mean, Wednesday yeah. and tune into nerds, the podcast for more <laughs> for Jesse destroying it for oh, 43 God. minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, really had fun with this movie. It, it defied my expectations. I went in and I was like tired and I was like, maybe I'll sleep if it's like, cause I literally thought, oh, we're just going to get oh, fucking no. Looney Tunes. Hello? No. Can you not hear me? Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I... We're good. You thought we were Aaron. You thought we were going to get Looney Tunes. Yeah. I thought we were going to get Looney Tunes unleashed. Like the next, like, oh, Barbie in the real world, which is the <laughs> movie, but I thought it was going to be like one of those types of things, you know, like just kind of dumb. This was more like, I don't know, humans in Barbie world, which is even funnier mm -hmm. to me. So I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I There were some moments that made, that killed me. <coughs> fucking Matchbox 20, when they first play it, I <laughs> lost it. That fucking killed me just because it's such a dumb song. You know, like it's just so perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, and them then, all sitting by their campfires doing yeah. shit the same way. <laughs> oh god! And the one, the one because we've all seen drums. that guy, so we all. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean, I've, I've been that guy. Yeah, I was gonna say Jesse's been that guy. We've talked about <laughs> I, it. I've I was gonna say been... I'd be lying if I didn't start giggling because I thought Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been the guy to party and pull the guitar out. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone everyone else is like, no, but then like one person will be like, fuck. Yeah, dude. There's always one. And I'm playing for them, dude. There's always one person who's like, fuck yeah, this is sick. Oh, you know? sick. <laughs> Rando guy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, but the other moment that killed me was when the two Kens are fighting, uh Simulu and uh Ryan Gosling are fighting. And then they are like bumping their chests together and the sparks are shooting everywhere. And one dude's just getting hit by them screaming and they cut to it. And it was like chef's kiss. shot. <laughs> I love like an irreverent cutaway like that, where it's like just wild shit happening for one second and then it's over. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, man, there's just like, there's so many different things to get to. I mean, just to, so, so to cut this out, 
in the in the beginning like okay so a lot of people online are like this was just a liberal feminist movie like yeah yeah, yeah it's it's, a, a, it's 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 a movie written by liberal feminists for like liberal minded feminists somewhat and like it's not no, mandatory. you know what it is? It's a fucking movie about being a woman. Of course it's feminist. Like, it's literally about a doll learning what it is to be a woman in the real world. Yeah. Like, at, at its bare bones, that's purely feminist. You know what I mean? I I, I guess you could turn it not, uh, but I don't know yeah. why you would. I mean, because, you know, you see some people out there who are like, oh, my God, I just wanted to go see the Barbie movie and not be fucking inundated with all this feminism. And it's like, <laughs> what did what you want to see, you fucking you loser? What did you expect, bro? The sound and, of freedom. That's yeah, you know, like, I, uh, <laughs> the ticket I bought. It's like you gotta, you gotta understand what you're going to see, you know, and 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 I get it. Not Nate was so shocked when he didn't see one child being saved. <laughs> you know, I I think that it also this uh, conservative review of Barbie does an injustice to how uh, lighthearted and uh, self-referential they are. Like they yeah. kind of they make fun of themselves, like how Barbie thinks. Like oh we we solved the world you know we we made every woman could be whatever that whatever she wants a woman can be it like she walks into the real world thinking that the world is perfect that yeah. there's no sexism and, <laughs> yeah and I think that commentary makes they kind of make fun of themselves and it's it's a well, kind of. Yeah, definitely not kind of. I there was a point where I was thinking like, holy shit, is this like I can't think of the word sleeper cell or some shit. I was thinking like cuz it almost it at some points I felt like it was coming off almost as a parody of itself where I was like, holy shit, did the other team write this movie? <laughs> um because they it's you know, props to Hasbro for giving this giving their IP Mattel. to Mattel to uh for giving their ip to someone and saying hey completely shit on my ip because they really do i mean they say the stuff that we've been hearing i know that like i've been hearing this since at least the 90s and stuff like barbie's unrealistic expectations for beauty and whatever and is actually harmful and fuck barbie like ever since like that kind of grunge janine garofalo era we've known this that barbie yeah, is a, that's, is a, that's is a been, uh, an ongoing critique of barbie and not to address it I think, uh, you know, you're, you're not a strong storyteller if you don't yeah. comment on that. Mm -hmm. And I think what Greta Gerwig did, she just made a movie that she wants, that she would want to watch. So I think that's why there's like the Space Odyssey reference. And also I think the Space Odyssey reference is just like, I think it just sets the tone of like what Barbie, like it kind of makes her this epic like game, like <laughs> The Oppenheimer atomic bomb, right? Before and <laughs> right, after right. the bomb went off. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at what that scene was doing was it was basically showing how, like, you know, when when toys, when dolls came out for girls, it was like, look, your mother's, that's it. And in that scene, what does the little girl do? She destroys a bunch of the baby dolls. And then Barbie <laughs> comes out and she's like, yo, look at me. I'm a bad bitch. So it's kind of like showing that, like, you know, the, you're not relegated to just being a woman and a mother. That's all you can mm -hmm. be. It's like, you know, and I've seen other people be like, the, the movie immediately starts off by uh, by disregarding and dismantling and, and disrespecting the concept and respect of motherhood. And it's like, I mean, if you're going to look at it like that, fine. <laughs> but it was just kind of saying that 
it's the only toys you gave little girls when they were kids were fucking baby dolls and said, here, practice being a mom. It's like, <laughs> right. So, right. yeah, you can say that the opening scene is is uh, destroying the concept of motherhood and telling them that it's not important. It's not, you're kicking it. You're, you're kind of getting an inch taken a mile. It's just kind of, you know, breaking through that little moment, I guess. I mean, that scene, it, it already happened. Like Barbie, we're, we're very, we're far beyond past when Barbie first came out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like disrespecting motherhood, like through yeah. ma- manufacturing a toy, we're beyond that point. That's already happened. It's not this scene's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like the, the so I I kind of immediately dis just kind of ignore anything that I'm hearing people say like I can't believe how just feminist and fucking and like and all they do is just hate the men like it just you have to know what you're going into before you go to watch it like this is a fucking Barbie movie and like look who's making us like just know what you're getting into and stop being so fucking shocked when you come out like <laughs> I don't know I, I it's it's no, like it's, it's like being offended. Yeah, Ben people... Shapiro's little twerpy ass went and saw it and yeah. is mad that he saw it. And it's like, you knew exactly what you were going to watch. Like, mm-hmm. without question. You oh, my producers exactly. dragged me. Yeah. Oh, your producers. No. And RM Brown, if you don't watch him on YouTube, he's the best. He points out, like, yeah, you pay your producers. They are taking you there because you make money off elderly people who are scared and mad. That's yeah. what you do. And it, so don't act like you didn't want to see this. You literally went because you needed this to make money so oh yeah and what's ben shapiro's biggest export his biggest export is ben shapiro yeah (laughs) no his best his biggest export is ben shapiro destroys blank it's like of course you know so there's a million videos ben shapiro uh reacts to woke tiktok bro if you hate like what are you doing basing your whole career about by watching shit you fucking hate Mm -hmm. like Hate watching stuff is a real double-edged sword because I get it and I do it. But there's a point to where it becomes <laughs> – there's a point where – because I, like I like to see the fucking bullshit. So I watch some of these fucking wackos because I want to hear what they have to say and I want to see it. So I'll watch some of those videos just to see like how low hanging – how low is the fruit hanging that you're going to pick from and how fucking desperate are you to react to this shit? Yeah, I think he um, does the same thing and. In- with the you know because like Ben Shapiro destroys college student after asking an innocent <laughs> question, and the tactic that he uses is like making a straw man argument. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, he does that in with the Barbie video because it's one of his points is the the scene we just were talking about the uh, the space odyssey scene. He's like, oh, this is, it's an insult to motherhood. That no, that's not what that scene. That's not what he's talking about. It it's ta- it's just history, my friend. And yeah. he also. This one thing that really he he was criticizing the only specific of because he's like, oh, the writing sucks. It's not funny. The writing's so stupid without giving any specifics about oh, yeah, the writing, except for one line. He said the uh, the joke where they're at the boardroom. Spoiler alert. Uh, where they're <laughs> at the boardroom. And uh, oh, I remember the joke. The one guy's like, oh, I don't have any power. Does that make me a woman? And he's like, oh, that is just that's not fun. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> And then he makes a joke about it. He's like, we know you're a woman because you can't drive. Like, (laughs) Ben, if we write down the joke that you just made, it is is the exact same joke. 
it's I can a real tell, stinker. <laughs> I can tell your woman because insert you know sexist statement. Mm-hmm. I don't have power. I can tell you're a woman. I can't drive. I can tell you. Those are the same jokes. The joke that yeah. you just insulted is the one that you just praised. Yeah, it's just it's it's just low hanging fruit. And what's dumb is it's like somebody who's basing themselves off. Let's get off of Ben Shapiro in a second. Somebody who's basing themselves off of being an intellectual. And what they do is all they do is pick low hanging fruit all day. And it's like the fuck out of here, man. So, yeah, what I was saying is basically like I'm kind of just completely annoyed at anybody who's complaining about the feminism or the this or the wokeness. It's just like you knew what you were coming into. And, and I get it because not every Feminist is liberal. Not every liberal is feminist. Not every conservative, not every, you know, not every uh, feminist is liberal. Not every conservative is internalized misogynistic. And I get it. There might be some conservative leaning women who wanted to see this movie and kind of were annoyed or didn't care. And there's going to be every mix of everything everywhere. And in the end, not not everybody is going to like every fucking movie. And maybe this is a little more specific because it's like, you know, the 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 feminist stuff and the political it's not even so much political but it c- kind of liberally stuff that people might cling on to is a little more kind of hot button shit but in a way it happens to me all the time when i see horror movies and i'm bummed out when i went to go see boogeyman i was really really bummed out because i thought that was going to be a movie about a boogeyman demon and it was a monster mash it was a monster movie <laughs> it was a monster flick and i felt would you che- say it was cheated. a graveyard smash <laughs> yeah it was um it was Fucking trash is graveyard trash is what I'll say it was. <laughs> Got it was a big stinker. And uh, so, yeah, like sometimes you go to see a movie and you're not going to get what you were expecting. And that's fine. Spoilers for the future. I expected Oppenheimer to be boring as shit. And that movie was really fucking good. So you never know what you're going to get. You pay the ticket. It's part of the risk. Stop complaining that you went to go see a big budget Hollywood movie about Barbie. And you saw Hollywood people talking, usual talking, Hollywood talking points. Like, I, I don't get what some of you guys are out there complaining about. Like, get, get a grip on what your fucking life is. Um, yeah. Should we, should we talk about Barbie, though? Yeah. So anyways, um, so I, I, I thought it was funny. I mean, I, I did laugh a couple of times. I wanted to, I wanted to wait to, I just say Ryan Gosling number best part of the movie for me stole the show. Thought he was fucking leaps and bounds. Sure. Margot Robbie was cool as Barbie, but I thought Ryan Gosling was the best part of the movie. The funniest part. I thought he was awesome. I thought he looked great. I thought he was cool as fuck. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I I think he definitely um, was the lead, the com- comedic lead, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know he 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 benefited from that obviously. Right. But oh yeah, yeah, he th- was great. Th- oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was gonna say I thought he, I thought the 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 song the Ken song. I'm just Ken. Where she, where I see love, she sees a friend. I thought that song was fucking good. I thought it was the best song in the movie. I thought the dance number was, they put the most energy into that dance number. I think they knew they put, I think they put the most into that number. I expected this movie to have more musical numbers and they had like two and a half, maybe the first opening Barbie scene, the, there was another the dance at the party where she learns about death, where she says, "You guys ever think about dying?" And then the Ken one. I think that was just three songs. That line and, was 
really great for me too. It really made me laugh when she said, you guys ever think about dying? <laughs> yeah. And everybody, and she's like dying to dance or whatever yeah. she said. Uh, but yeah, I thought the song was, I really, I really liked the Ken thing. And I liked, I mean, obviously I'm a dude. So that's, that was where I could relate was his character. So I heavily related to his plight in the film and like, and kind of like liked it. <laughs> oh, not in general, not his whole patriarchy thing. The whole concept that he, like he was. <laughs> no, a, no, he, just as funny that you're like his plight. I don't know. It just made me laugh. Oh yeah, it's plight. Uh, yeah, like I really enjoyed uh, the can dance, and so I feel like. So what do they do at the end of the movie? We're gonna be jumping around now, so I guess it's somewhat spoilers. Well, this uh, is currently Jesse destroys Barbie for forty five minutes. So we gotta like get some other opinions into your. Okay, scene. yeah. Well, yeah. Someone jump in because I'll keep talking. Yeah, we haven't heard from James. We haven't heard a lot from uh, Senior Nate. Well, I'm, James, I, I'm not like into like the i just don't care about the political shit so no I mean, no I that's know. why I just, you, you could <laughs> yeah, talk about barbie yeah yeah so i mean for me like yeah i thought i don't know i just really thought it was a fun movie um i i thought the the whole like ending fight scene and going into a music number was like perfect i, I thought mm-hmm. it fit the movie just absolutely perfectly uh margot robbie and I, honestly everybody really did a great job i mean um will ferrell was just will ferrell as always but i i love will ferrell so it was perfect for me but i know some people <clears throat> don't i roll like my him. eyes at him <laughs> yeah like i think it's it's love him or hate him, to, or not really love him or hate him, but like you either love him or you're ambivalent, or there are people that absolutely hate him. So, yeah, yeah I think he has his yeah. moments, but for me, like Talladega Nights is like the only movie I think like I really oh, yeah. think is hilarious, and I <laughs> thought it was perfect. But Anchorman, dude, Anchorman's fucking that, perfect. It felt cheese to me. I don't okay. know why. <laughs> if you're I not get you. first, you're last. Yeah, um, right. Shake and bake. Uh, yeah, with, with, I, I really like Will Ferrell, like he's hit or miss for me, but when he hits, it's some of the greatest, like old school is one of the best comedy movies I think ever. Uh, but in this movie I did not, I didn't really, I, for me, it felt like phoned in and kind of, I don't think I got one laugh out of Will Ferrell, this movie, and I usually like him. So it was kind of, kind of sad for me. I was hoping that I would find him funny this time and I kind of didn't. I think he's uh, perfected like the evil corporate guy character. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he like he had a practice run in the Lego movie, and mm-hmm. then you know the Lego movie walked, so Barbie can run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what about when he said, "Tell me your dreams, child." <laughs> oh, that fucking that, killed that got me. me. That got me good. <laughs> All right, maybe you got a laugh or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Maybe. I mean, again, I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Will Ferrell. So. I do have one question. Did anybody else, or was anybody else, like really waiting for another Mattel like thing? To oh show up? yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. I guess I didn't think of that. No, I guess I did. I. Yeah, oh, they should. Yeah. I could have imagined maybe another toy kind of for crossover. Something. The end credits. Yeah. I was telling oh, Aaron, I didn't like, stay. Wait for the end credits. He Man's gonna show up. <laughs> <laughs> was, there wasn't. Was there, no, any? there wasn't anything. No, 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 no. There wasn't. Bummer. Um. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think Will Ferrell was that funny, but so with the the Ken thing is, um, so near the end of the movie where he, you know, he goes back to Barbie Land and he takes over, and then she comes back, and they try to make, 
they try to make Ken look like the douchiest, tryhard, dumbest, <laughs> like the dumbest example of like tryhard machismo guy. Like he's got like the karate headband. They try to make him look like the dumbest tryhard douchebag shit ever. And I just thought he looked so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he I looked great. He looked cool as shit man and no they they so did it he was like a product of he, he was a product of like the time that you know barbie came out and he was pro- or not came out but when they were prominent in the 90s you know it's like he saw uh american men he like you know <laughs> ran around and saw all the guys working out yelling men at each other yeah. and he just took that. I loved what he said. <laughs> Once he found out patriarchy wasn't about horses, he didn't like it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I just, I thought he looked super cool. Like it was cheesy and funny, but I was like, mm-hmm. man, ironically, he does look like Karate Kid cool right now. Like he looks like <laughs> he's got like the dope Adidas with the laces out and this, the fucking fur and the headband and the fingerless gloves. And, um, I thought he looked I, like Logan Paul. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. Um, I did notice too when he says, <laughs> when he says, "Can I play guitar at you?" Yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't say, "Can I play guitar for you?" Which is uh, when it goes into the Matchbox Twenty thing, which I thought was, I thought the Matchbox Twenty thing was a, was really funny, even though I don't know that song. I guess what I, that was like the biggest song back in like the late nineties. I I will say so. Matchbox Twenty was the prequel to Foo Fighters, where everyone's mom wanted to fuck the singer of Matchbox okay. Twenty a lot. So like, my friend's mom was obsessed with him. So maybe that's why I knew. It, but that song was big. But okay. I remember when I was a kid, I used to sing it. I wanna push you around because I always <laughs> felt like that's how he said it, and I felt like it was a missed opportunity. Okay, I'm familiar with the song. I guess I just don't. Yeah, it's not a song that I know. I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with Matchbox Twenty. I know the name. Wow, but... you're not a twenty head. <laughs> no, that's, what we call, miss, that's what we call ourselves in the community. <laughs> I missed. I was never because aren't they like adjacent to like Third Eye Blind and shit and Three Doors Down and the stuff? Same Isn't, era. Yeah. yeah, like that kind of stuff wasn't really my house. Alternative radio in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you've heard of his other major hit, uh, Smooth, featuring Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Oh, God, I remember that. Oh, no. Well, it's a hot one. (laughs) Oh, my God. That song is a curse. God, I remember Now sing that that song as Ben Shapiro. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, it's a hot one. (laughs) And, you know... Well, no, what does he say? Hypothetically speaking, what if it was just like the ocean under the moon? Oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah! Would it hypothetically be the same as the emotion that I get from you? <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, was his wife's pussy for four hours. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you just... imagine the 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 child that? Had to sit next to Ben Shapiro and Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Just he's harumphing. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> you poor um, child. I thought that, uh, I thought Weird Barbie was a, v- a very funny idea. Oh, I didn't really perfect. like the execution, but I thought the idea oh, of no, no. Weird Barbie, I thought it was fucking hilarious. It's perfect because if you've had a, if you're at a sister or cousins, every girl has a weird <laughs> yeah. Barbie that they played too hard with, right. they cut her mm-hmm. hair, they drew all over, and 
I love Joey's in the splits. She's another one that's like a very character actor. She's very specifically always cast as that kind of weirdo, but she does it so well. Like, yeah, some yeah. some people are really good at this stuff. Like, and it's not for everybody. Some, you know, I know that some people don't like that style of like Melissa McCarthy always being the same character. You know, Will Ferrell. There, there's a couple actors that are like that, but I think Kate McKinnon is just. Awesome, and she did so good. I, even at the end, when she says she wants to give her a job in the in the White House or the Pink House, and she's like, "Please sanitation. let it be sanitation." <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> oh, yeah. But yeah, I did think Weird Barbie when I heard that. I was like, "Okay, this is funny." Like that's when I know. Like I I liked the concept of Weird Barbie. She's always in the splits and shit. And I thought that did was I, a pretty funny thing. Did I give our theater story? I can't remember because this is no, two days later. Who cares? Give it again. Okay. Uh, just it's funny because Kelsey yelled at someone. She channeled uh, me and Nate said the apple don't fall far from the tree. <laughs> um, yeah. She so gets we it from were, watching you. Yeah, we were. She really does. We were in the middle of the movie and I hear someone having a full conversation like not not like, oh, that was funny. You know, like, hey, man, I'm going to go to the concession stand. I'm going to get four bottles of soda a popcorn you know whatever like and full volume and so i'm like who the fuck is that so i'm like trying to look you know so then i turn pull my chair all the way to sitting and like crawl over to the wall and i'm looking over and i see these two guys and so i'm about to go shut the fuck up or whatever but then someone goes shh and so then i just use that i'm like yeah you guys mind not having a full fucking conversation right now and so i sit down and they they were quiet for a second and they started again and so kelsey just yelled shut the fuck up and they just shut up i think they left even but uh it was pretty funny and then she said in the she yelled at a baby too she wanted to she said the fucking baby or stupid fucking baby and then she went to do it again and i go do not yell at a baby you're not allowed to yell at a baby you don't want that smoke and so later she's like why not and i'm like that's how you get in a fight. Yeah. Like you can <laughs> yell at kid. an adult. Do not yell at someone's child. And I've yelled at children where I'm like, please be quiet or please stop talking. You know, like you, it's very specific how you do it. I, when I was younger, I was, a, I was ratchet. So I would say, shut your fucking kid up or whatever, you know, now I'm an adult and I'll go to jail. So I just say <laughs> like, please be quiet or, you know, please, please, please uh, don't talk so loud. Please clap. But <laughs> I was like, I forbid you to yell at a baby because I'm going to be the one who gets in a fight in fucking Barbie, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it what was funny. Like, Voldemort? Like, I forbid you to speak to the... Because <laughs> I, I knew she was going to keep going and think I would have her back, and I was not going to have her back. She was going to be the girl who died. <laughs> <laughs> the boy who lived. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, it was just the grandma. I'm telling you, she said "bye bye Barbie" twice, <laughs> randomly. Oh my god! <laughs> In the very beginning, though, she just went "Barbie." Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> but she was super old, and I was like, you know what? Good for you. Like I'm, I'm glad you have, you know, like you have a love for from some from your childhood or whatever. You know, this is this must be awesome for you. Yeah. And your and your gay grandson. I love my dead gay son or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I was saying earlier with like, you know, we already have um, everything that we like has been turned into a movie to the point where like we are already taking it for granted and we're annoyed by it. And I don't think there's really been a successful like girl thing. The only thing I can think of is Jem and Jem fucking failed. That was Well, that's because I feel like movies of this in this vein before were written very poorly and they were not made with respect. Right. And I don't mean that. 
that's going to sound different than I mean it. What I mean is this like respect for the audience, right? Like this is a movie, like, like Nate said it, this is written by someone who wrote a movie she wanted to watch. Right. And, and directed a movie she wanted to watch. And I feel like that comes through where some, you know, some of those older movies are pretty shitty and they don't <laughs> give you, they don't even try. It's just like, remember gem, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it means yeah. a lot. Uh, and it goes a long way to like, actually make a movie that is respectful to uh yeah the audience yeah i feel like a a point of that is like which i think happens a lot with a lot of ips when they make something for us well they make something that they think is for us and Mm -hmm. we watch it and we're like yo what the fuck this is nothing like you know such and such whatever should be and it's because they think that if they just dress if they just put like the dressing of something on like that's good enough like oh just write i can't think of an example but like just write you know uh well i'll take street fighter take the street fighter movie with jean-claude like just well i don't want to use that but whatever <laughs> they think like like maybe jam or something like oh just well, call I mean, it like, jam and some, make it look some like people it. would say yeah. that like marvel and star wars are kind of headed in yes. that direction that yes. sometimes they're just writing something and just putting on a marvel dress or Star Wars mm. dress, and just so it can cash you, cash in your bucks. Right. Yeah. Right. And they think it's good enough, and then bucks. we get disappointed. Get your bucks here. <laughs> yeah, I think and that's a something that happens a lot. It's interesting because also uh, the box office. I don't know if I, I, I might have mentioned this briefly uh, when we first recorded, but it's you know like Disney's not doing good. The box office isn't doing good. Indiana Jones didn't do well. The Flash didn't do well. The latest Pixar movie didn't do well. Well, I know you're really excited because Sound of Freedom has been doing so well. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is the sound of success for me. <laughs> I, I really, I really should watch that movie because I keep joking about it. Like, yeah, now I'm gonna have to watch it now. But um, yeah, it's it's just weird to have two. Not that Barbie is an original IP, but it's not a franchise yet, like a movie franchise. Mm-hmm. So just to have like Barbie and Oppenheimer do good in the <laughs> box offices, a box, you know, uh, Oppenheimer did good too. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's unheard of. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, obviously Oppenheimer was going to do well. They knew from jump that was going to do well. Like, was that there ever is... a question? Yes, there was a question <laughs> because really? uh, Christopher Nolan left Universal. So, uh, like, or, um, so, I mean, the studio that Barbie, the, you know, the studio behind Barbie, Christopher Nolan was supposed to, this was supposed to be a Christopher Nolan movie. Like, this was his slot. But then he oh. left during the, uh, oh. he left during when they were streaming and they wanted to, I think, I forgot the argument specifics, but I think it was because of, a, a, they wanted to stream, a, I don't know if it was a movie that was, going to be his next movie or his old movies but he just left because of streaming and now that's why these two movies have the same date because at first they just wanted to take away yeah uh, money from christopher nolan but it actually helped both movies oh yeah wow i agree yeah it really did yeah it's crazy co-drop and look we all of us saw all of them except for aaron but it's fine (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I felt oh, that. We're not, we'll get there during Oppenheimer. I'm super disappointed that you didn't go see it, but we we're talking about Barbie. Yeah, um, if there was a movie I would have thought you would have seen between the two, it would have been Oppenheimer for sure. Yeah, I mean, but, honestly. As a former film this, student. <laughs> no, going into this, I would have assumed I would have watched neither of them because Christopher Nolan is, I feel like, has become pretentious in his old age. Like, he's just making confusing shit most of the time that annoys me. So I have zero interest in Oppenheimer because it's it's a biopic and I don't really care about biopics. They tend to be bullshit most of the time, too, Um, like in terms of they rewrite history and they do weird shit. So, like, I'm just not I don't really care about them, but I assumed I was not going to really care about Barbie. And then I went and saw it and the shit slapped. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I I had the experience with both of them. But um, but yeah, uh, uh, what else about Ken? I thought Ken was great. So I don't know any other thoughts. I have a couple more, but I'm going to hold off, see what you guys have to say. Any other parts that stuck out or anything? I mean, for me personally, I, like I said, I I went in there to see a comedy movie and, you know, my wife really wanted to see it and she was excited. So that's, you know, I, that's what I saw. Like, it, it's just a comedy movie. It won't be something I go back to because, you know, it is not really made for me um <laughs> i do yeah. think it was funny though enough to like i i mean honestly like if my wife's sitting there watching it i'm gonna watch it because it, it is it is good like i thought the comedy hit good enough in it and i thought it yeah. was fun i'd agree with you there like it's not something i see myself like rushing out to watch again or whatever but um i had a good time that's really mm-hmm. all that matters um yeah i will say my only like I have a couple of little issues, really just two issues. I really liked America Ferrara. I thought she was really good in this. Um, I did not feel like they gave me compelling evidence of her daughter, like her change in personality. Um, I felt like she just was randomly cool all of a sudden, you know, like randomly yeah. nice to everybody. I'm like, but you were like the biggest asshole for like the beginning of this movie. But um, I, it was a. There was a couple moments that where it was um, face expressions and looks, I think, where yeah. the realization happened. And I think that's what they tried to just sell it as. Yeah, yeah like you gotcha. do see some of it. And I mean, again, the, I, I should say, in fairness to the actress and the character, like she is witnessing the fact that <laughs> fucking the Barbie land exists. You know what I mean? Like right. there's, yeah. there, oh. there is uh, good. I was just going to say, speaking about the kids, before you jump off of that, uh, Mm -hmm. they're all named after the first four brat dolls that came out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that was like the first competitor for Barbie, I think, like in a million years. Brats of all things. (laughs) That is funny. Um, But yeah, so I thought that didn't work as well as it maybe could have. but like, you know, not enough to really like ruin the movie or anything. I just felt like, oh, she's just all of a sudden nice. Uh, but again, she's in him. She is realizing that Barbie land exists as a parallel universe to yeah, her. I'd so, kill I, mean, myself. <laughs> I would uh, be like, no, I'm going to live here and hope I never die because you guys don't age because you're made of plastic. So you also don't have to eat. You yeah, know what I mean? They also don't have genitals, so there's no fun. Did you see the dance parties and shit, dude? That should look Yeah, fun, but man. they don't have, they have no <laughs> I have no genitals and I must scream. <laughs> um, uh, and then 
other than that, the one spot. So I didn't. I I did not care about this. I want to say this up front. Like this is not my personal thoughts on this. I did the one moment or the one note that like I felt like oh this is gonna be what MRA dudes point to or you know like men's rights people point to about this movie was the husband that we only see twice but they kind of play him for goofs. And he's the one, like, real male character in the movie. So I was like, this is going to be where we see the, like, oh, and you see now, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it didn't bother me personally. And funny thing is, that's America Ferrara's actual real life husband. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. So. You call her America Chavez earlier, Jesse. He did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Same shit. <laughs> wow. Same shit. Wow. What a <laughs> hater. Oh, my God. Hi, hater. Uh, so, yeah. So, there's one, there's one major flaw, I think, in the movie, right? So, there's – and it's at the, at, the, at the end, and you'll, you'll immediately know exactly what I'm talking about. And I get it because – let them have their movie. Let them have fun. I get it. But I feel like the way that they resolved the conflict, the whole conflict resolution at the end of the movie could have been way better and a better message in general. If Look, I get it. This isn't a serious film to mold the future. Get? I get that this isn't a film to mold future generations ideologies of how people should treat each other or act. I get it. But this movie also is tackling a bunch of deadly serious topics in the world today and how the realities of perception of how we treat each other and how we view each other, blah, blah, blah. So I get it. It's a fucking Barbie movie. Don't take it so seriously. But I do feel like the end of the movie, so heavy spoilers for the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, you know, you know, Ken learns about the patriarchy. He comes back. Now, why is Ken why does Ken react this way? So the whole concept of Ken is so at, at the end of the movie, Ken's like, but I don't know. Like, I just want her to notice me. Barbie was created to just be perfect, right? Barbie was made to be perfect. She's stereotypical Barbie. Her whole goal is to just be perfect. Ken was created for the sole purpose to uh what was the word ken was created as as an accessory to he 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 was created as an accessory to her life he was made for her to be there for her right to be hers so i get why he his whole goal is like to want to be with her and she doesn't really notice or care about him because she wasn't created with him in mind and his whole life was created. His purpose was to be part of her life. So I, I, I see why, Oh, that's why he has this plight. Then he comes over to the real world. He sees patriarchy. He sees men are respected or whatever you want to call it. And they have the power, whatever. And he takes that back to Barbie world and does the whole thing. He, they show the girls, their patriarchy and say, Hey, look how easy it is. Whatever. They convince them to do whatever. And at the end of the movie, the girls, they trick the guys into, you know, what do men do? Men are good at doing what? Fighting each other. And they make them go to war. Hilarious. Thought that was a good joke. It's true. Men will always find a reason to go to war. And what's, to be honest, a lot of times, I personally feel like a lot of times, a lot of the great things that men do are in the end for love or for women or for power and stuff. So the men get distracted and the women are like, let's distract the dudes, go to the court and then vote and then change it all. So 
I've seen people take this point and just say it like in a in a worse way where they're like, look at the liberal propaganda of what they do is they trick the men and then they go and they steal the election. And it's like, well, don't fucking say it like that. But I do <laughs> think I do think that was a huge misstep, in my opinion, for them to be like trick the dudes into not paying attention and then we'll literally go sneak to the courthouse without them paying attention and we'll vote without them there and like pass the law where I think a better thing to show these younger kids and stuff when they see the movie is about the war between the idea of like, you know, the whole like, you know, Barbie versus Ken man versus woman thing. I think it would have been a better message to do kind of the, 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 the easy to write thing, which is, have them all show up. I don't know how by the end of the movie the Kens outnumber the Barbies by a hundredfold because in the beginning it was way more Barbies than Kens, but at the end there's like a million Kens. Have the Kens show up and have them have more than the Barbies and then save that big speech for the courthouse and have some of the guys like the Allen guy and some of the other guys be like, you know, maybe have a couple of scenes where you took Dr. Barbie and uh, you know, President Barbie and whatever police Barbie and whatever, have the men who took over those Dr. Barbie spots try to like heal one of the guys and fuck him up in his legs backwards or they don't know what they're doing. And that way we see that like the men who just took over everything don't necessarily know how to do anything because the other Barbies were doing it for a reason because that was their jobs. And maybe have it to be where some of the men, Barbies, or Ken's start to be like, I kind of see what they're saying. So I kind of vote with them too. And maybe show like a more egalitarian kind of mutual, like they understand and the men understand it instead of, I, I felt that by showing like, Oh, let's kind of just kind of cheat, which is, you know, the men, the Ken did do the thing of like bringing the patriarchy and like, they didn't really show how he tricked the girls into becoming subservient. He, they kind of just, he said, I showed them the patriarchy and they wanted to do it. So I don't I don't really know, but I feel like the whole idea of let's distract them, go to the courthouse and vote without them there and change it. And then we're good and we win. I think that was a little cheap. And if they would have shown a scene where they all could have like, you know, save that big speech that made the theater erupt for that and then show some of the Ken's reacting and being like, yo, they do have a point. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like Dr. Barbie shouldn't be serving us beers. She should be like doing the doctor stuff and maybe I can learn from her and maybe we can. So I thought there could have been more of a kind of egalitarian equal, like equal thing there, you know? Um, that was my only like thing where I was like, Ooh, they kind of, they kind of missed an opportunity there to make a more kind of righteous point instead of like, I didn't mind it, but what you're saying makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like they literally like, yeah, it makes sense, but it's like a you know a child playing with Barbies. Yes, so, that's. I mean, but the then child, again, like oh, I just they I just brought patriarchy and they liked it, or you know, like yeah, what yeah. a kid would do, kid logic. But they're not at that point, you know. I mean, maybe they are though. Maybe maybe the, there's another kid doing that because yeah, of maybe. like we established at that point. Now they're not being played with; they're doing their own shit. I guess. Yeah. But and they exist within the realm of how children play with them. So that right. also works. Yeah. I don't know. I think the movie at the end is very conservative because Barbie, when she fixes Barbie land and restores uh, the women and puts them in power, 
she says, I don't want to live in this perfect world. I want to live where the men rule the world. And she goes <laughs> to the real world, which is a bad message, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does. She chooses to become human. Um, Horrible message to the kids. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was like my only major gripe was that I'm like, mm, they could have give a, given a better message. But in the end, who gives a shit? I mean, let let people have their movie. Like I, I know, I knew when I and then I also people complaining about the whole like, can we at least have one court justice seat? And they're like, like, no, don't push your luck. We'll give you this. We'll give you a, a council seat. Yeah, I get it. Like, that, well, that's not fair. Like, ugh, look, man, just you have to know what you're watching. Like, it's fine. You gotta like, who cares? It's just a Barbie movie. You gotta know where you're at. Like. Let them have their moment. Like you live in the like I don't know. It's some of it. I felt like it was bait. Uh, to be like, let's get you know, like let's get the get the Ben Shapiro's to to rage about it or something. Some of it, like some of it, did feel almost parody of itself. But um, I don't yeah, think like I anyone said, was expecting Ben Shapiro to buy a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's fantasy. Like uh, Doctor. Bar Barbie is not uh, an actual doctor. Like if she were to go into the real world, she can't really operate. <laughs> she can operate in Barbie land. She can pretend and play as a doctor, but you know, she yeah. can't. That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> Dr. Barbie maiming people at a hospital somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, I did. Uh, I did really enjoy the like, uh, fish out of water scenes. I thought uh, when they were running around Venice Beach, it was, oh, uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was she. They got arrested like twice in like fucking twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, was fucking and crazy. I fucking loved the the like. He's like, I'm having a great time. This is amazing. And she's like, I'm I'm scared. It's weird out here. And he's like, I feel no violence. And she's like, Mine yeah. definitely has violence. <laughs> yeah, it was. She was like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm feeling conscious, but of myself. And he's like, I don't know. I feel adoration, and I feel He's like, I feel. I feel like. I think like. Uh, like appreciation or adoration or something, and not a tinge of violence. And she's like, Yeah. She's like, No, there's violence in mine. Yeah, there's yeah, violence that, in mine. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. You know, I, I I did like that. Um, the movie did try to dial back at the very end. The old lady gives a speech, and it was the whole everybody can be everybody, and you know it can be. A, what what if it what if it's Barbie and it's Ken? I still think they're missing the point to address. You got to remember, you created the Ken doll as an as an accessory to. Oh, that's the word. Ken was created as a compliment to Barbie's life, so he does not know how to exist without being a compliment to her life. That's why he never got it at least mental for me i think is there's no amount of shit you can say to him it's like telling dr barbie to go be beach barbie it's like he was made as an accessory so that's why he kind of always wanted to be with her and you know she's like hey not every night has to be girls night whatever that was that was nice uh so i i still don't think the ken thing gets resolved very well because i don't think ken and barbie can ever really match up because He's created literally to be yeah, with they, her. But that's what they said, basically. Yeah, and They're, she's he's okay. Not... Him having the I am Kenuff shirt was really funny too, by yeah. the way. And yeah, I will yeah. say Michael Sarah also stole the show for me. I loved every moment of him in this movie. And I was just like, I didn't realize how much I've been missing you, Michael Sarah. 
Really? I didn't care for him this time. Oh, dude, Alan's great. Yeah, and, Alan was great. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, Kelsey was saying, uh, all of the lines that he was saying were on his box. Like, I can oh, wear all funny. of Ken's clothes. That's like was one of the selling points of him. That's awesome. <laughs> I yeah. think I think uh I think Jesse, you're overlooking that Barbie and Ken were created by a person. So at the end of the day, their creation has flaws. I mean, it wasn't like this immaculate conception that they were just created by the divine and True. they're just perfect. So their creation is the reflection of the flaws of the person who created them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, are you saying a woman is flawed in her creation? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I can see any that. Any creative person is flawed. I, I also uh, loved the beginning scene of the boardroom because Will Ferrell had drumsticks. And I feel like that was for <laughs> sure his choice. Like he was like, I think I should have drumsticks. Like sometimes yeah. I watch movies and I'm like, I feel like that person made a choice there. Like, well, there's like an actor. Yeah. He does the trope stuff with uh, him be looking like uh, the drummer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. God, That's what I thought it was a do, nod to. <laughs> they used to do those drum offs on fucking mm-hmm. Conan and it was just perfection. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. You know, at the end of the movie, she, you know, becomes a real woman, comes to the world and. They give yeah, her that's a, a real mistake. That's a real mistake, honestly. Like when giving her a vagina? beginning. No, no, no. In the <laughs> beginning, when uh, when she says like, yeah, I'll choose the easy one, uh, you know, when given the opportunity, that's what you would do. Like having seen the real world and immortality being on the table and living a perfect fun life where you don't even need to have food and everybody just dances and has fun. That's the answer. You do not go to earth where everybody sucks and everything is ass. <laughs> You're missing the point though. They don't have genitals. That's why at the end of the movie, she literally <laughs> she leaves so that she know, gets genitals. She doesn't know what the concept of genitals feels like. She's about she to. That, she doesn't know she's what she's about to, homie. <laughs> she's about to get it. That's what, that's what she's going to the real world for. Wow, <laughs> pathetic. But to Men so obsessed with speculum. sex. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you know, that's fine. I'll never watch it again, but I mean, you know what, if I was with someone who really wanted to watch it and they'd never seen it, maybe I would watch it for them again, like on a date or something, but <laughs> watch it for them without them. <laughs> yeah. Can I watch this at you? <laughs> yeah. You don't have but to I watch it. Yeah, I watched but, it um, for you. <laughs> but then again, I don't watch a lot of things. Um, let me explain ways. what a Barbie is. <laughs> that guy oh man yeah. fuck you Ben Shapiro you'll never hear this but if you do or anyone knows you I hate you you can fuck off <laughs> you're a loser you're not funny nothing you ever say is funny and people tell you you're funny and that's the criminal part of it I don't think anybody tells him he's funny they do just... elderly people who pay for his fucking YouTube <laughs> Daily Wire shit tell me he's funny and he feels justified in making these terrible oh. fucking oh, jokes. Sounds like you're uh, really jealous of all his awesomeness. Uh oh, <laughs> we've got a hater alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hell yeah, yeah, I'm tapped on it. But yeah, it was fun. I I enjoyed it. Uh, Seven point five or eight out of ten would watch again. Yeah, I'll sit at a. Like a one point below that, six point five seven. 
I'd say seven. I mean, and also obviously, visually it was great. Um, yeah, it looked great. The costumes were great. The character people looked great. Makeup was a little heavy. Like, I, it, it's good to make him look plastic, but like, like Ryan Gosling, I could see the powder on his face. Like sometimes, oh, yeah, they kind of bummed me out that it looked. It's it's sometimes what it what it is is it's the our cameras are too good now. 4K HD cameras are way too good, so you can literally see like. You could see the line, like I could see the fucking lines of the eyeliner on his face. You know, like he, like it doesn't blend as well as it used to in like movies. Now you can really see every fucking detail and pore in people's faces. But, mm. uh, but yeah, I thought it was really visually great, and it was it was it was good, and I really liked his character. That was funny. Yeah, you said. Oh, I wanted to mention a funny note. Uh, I'm sure everybody who's seen the show recognizes, but some like three people from Sex uh, Sex Ed were in there, and they were all great. So nice. I don't know what that is. So Black Ken, uh, the the like the darker Black Ken is the best friend from um, uh, Sex Ed. The other one is uh, the main bad guy in Secret Invasion. Um, yeah, Kingsley. The one, yeah, Kings Ben Ben Kings is art or something like that. Mm. Um, but him, the goofy guy that worked at Mattel, that like was the first one to report that a Barbie had gotten out. He he's from Sex Ed, um, and you see his dick in that show, and it's huge. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, who else? Uh, oh, and then um, ner- the one that was in the maid outfit. The uh, scientist Barbie, she is the main, uh, you know, the main female lead of uh, Sex Ed, and she was great. Okay, nice. And okay, the okay. the Black Ken looks exact like he looked exactly like what the Black Ken doll that my sister had looked like. Like it, it's insane, more yeah, so than so any other is- character in the the movie he looked exactly like the doll it was crazy hmm. fuck yeah awesome fuck yeah dude sick fuck yeah dude barbie <laughs> um all right cool we want to do oppenheimer sure yep. all righty so before we do oppenheimer i just want to say for real man I, i'm just saying i don't want to i don't want it to get ugly i'm not trying to start problems with you i love you but I'm super bummed you didn't fucking go see Oppenheimer, Aaron. This is I I, feel, I literally couldn't. I know, I know you couldn't. I know you couldn't. I know that I know, I know. I'm not that's why I said I don't want it to be ugly. I love you. Motherfucker, I'll kill but you. But like oh, like yeah. what'd you do I, when your when your internet went down? Uh I sat here and played uh what is it? Uh Halls of Final Torment. Fantasy? Oh could have gone seen Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yes. No, it was late bitch. at night. That movie's so so fucking long. Why it's only three hours. It? It's actually not that long. It's only only three. three hours on a goddamn work night? That what are you mm, saying? I would definitely argue <sighs> it as long as shit. Yeah, it's three hours. It's long. <laughs> um yeah, you feel right, it. So, you definitely feel it at yes. moments. <laughs> yeah. It is long. So I mean I guess long. we're yeah, I guess we're starting it. It's that uh so I felt like it didn't feel that long until like the third <laughs> I I thought the movie was, I thought the movie was really fast paced. I thought it was going to be boring as shit and I was going to hate it. And I even texted Aaron. I was like, yo, this shit is fast paced. Even though what's going on on screen is slow and kind of boring. I feel like the first hour or so, hour and a half even, but especially that first hour I thought was like pretty fast and was like 
cut really fast, almost like a music video. Like I found that the first act or the first third of the movie was actually pretty quick and entertaining and I was enthralled and I feel like the last hour was super snail's pace slow. I wanted that to fucking go to sleep. crazy. I am completely opposite and thought the really? first third was the slowest part of the movie and honestly should have been shorter and that the second third and the last third were the most exciting parts of the movie. The whole oh, wow. building the town, getting the team together, building the bomb and then the court, well not court, but the hearing stuff like was really exciting to me and I loved it. Hmm. I think I just liked the beginning because there was titties in it. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> no. Um. No. 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 But I. I, did, I yeah. No. There was. There was. Was that Florence Pugh? Right. Was, the, yeah. Florence Pugh. She was absolutely. Yeah. She was very pretty. She was a really great character. I liked her character a lot. I think she did fucking. She was. She was really great as a f- toxic girlfriend, like a like. Really great for like a fucking horrible woman that you should not want in your life, but you love the time you spend with them. But um, it, it she was she was pretty great. Spoiler: she kills herself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, the, no, I, I'm with I, I'm with James. I think no. that uh, you know, once once we get to the bomb, it starts. You know, it starts getting a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. For me, it was opposite. For me, I thought. I thought it was quick because I was like watching it and I'm like, yo, why is this shit going so like, like the the cuts, the shots were like quick, like the, sh- and it was weird because what was going on screen was still kind of slow paced, but visually, and audibly, I thought it was like quick and I was like noticing like man, shot change, shot change, shot change, like man, this is like almost shot. Because I was wondering, how am I going to watch this? This movie looks boring. How am I going to watch this boring-ass movie? What is he going to do? And I'd fucking learn. He learned me some because I was. there's a reason why he's a fucking professional filmmaker, man. And <laughs> I didn't go to film school. And I could tell you, like, holy fuck, this is a fucking film. Like, it looked great. It, a film. Yeah, it really was a film if the film was ever a film. And I thought it was fucking pretty cool. But I, I did kind of – maybe it was just – fatigue but by the last hour i was just like man get it over with i was kind of bored by the end of it hmm. yeah I but i see I, that I still, for sure still really liked it though um what do you score oh yeah score man i mean as a film it's at least a nine like it's just a really great move like film like this is a fucking move like this is an example of a great film will i ever watch it again no i will never watch it again did i think it was fucking awesome no i'm not really into it at all but i have to admit like this was a really greatly made film and i was engaged and enthralled even when i was bored i was enthralled the entire time so it's at least a nine in my opinion well yeah, you know, I I don't know if it's uh, Nolan's best. I think I might like, uh, you know, because it's I guess genre, right? I, uh, political right. drama is not my, yeah. my favorite. So I mean, I might score like Inception, The Dark Knight. Uh, I might score them a little higher, but yeah, like uh, maybe eight point five. Okay. Um, oh, but I do want to. I think I said that. Uh, Oppenheimer was was Warner Brothers and Barbie was Universal. It's it's uh, Oppenheimer. Opposite. It's, it's opposite. Yeah, 
Barbie's uh, Warner Brothers, Oppenheimer was Universal. Okay. Okay. And they uh, Christopher Nolan left because in two thousand uh, for twenty twenty one, Warner Brothers just wanted to release all of the movies that were coming out that year straight to HBO Max, and he was like, "No, we're not doing that with my stuff." <laughs> right. And, you know, and Universal picked him up. Like, please, please make yeah. movies for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a really quick say something what you said with like you know some of his other films. I definitely like. Batman, his Batman movies, like those are better movies to me, right? Like, yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, you know, Batman Begins is a nine, you know, but like looking at this for what it is, like as a film, I'm like, man, this is a great film. Like it's a, it's up there. I got to give it, I have to say that as an experience, it really is like, wow, this is an example of like a fucking real film. So that's why I give it a nine. But if I was to say like, you know, I haven't seen Inception, but I'm pretty sure I'd be like, well, that was way cooler and exciting. Um, so that's, I think the example of where my scores may be weird and skewed because it, it depends on the lens in which I'm looking like, you know, what am I scoring it as? Sure. So, cause I would say that like, I like his Batman movies better than this, but that's because they're I fucking mean, Batman I, movies. I would only put maybe Dark Knight above Oppenheimer. I wouldn't put like Batman Begins or um, the Dark Knight Rises. Returns. Rises. Returns? Rises. Rises. I, rises. I see. I, I forgot the name. Uh, <laughs> there you. That's how memorable. No, I, I, so I wouldn't put those above Oppenheimer. Yeah, it is a better, a better film. Like what he does with uh, yeah. with the the perspective, right? Because you have yeah. two perspectives. You have the black and white uh, and you have the color. Which well, I thought was a good callback to Memento yeah. too. Ex- exactly, yes. yeah. Yep. <laughs> but so Memento, he uses that for time, but right. for Oppenheimer, it's... Uh, so the color is from the Oppenheimer's perspective, Robert's perspective, and then the the black and white is through someone else's third, third person. So it's, you know, mm, someone else's perspective yeah. of Oppenheimer. Okay. Yeah. Real That's quick, true. Jimmy, what'd you uh, rate it? Um, so I, um, man, that is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, like the, I think with seeing Barbie so close to it, I think the entertainment of Barbie was like, ne- like just honestly crazy good. Um, mm-hmm. man, but the film was so good. Uh, shit. Yeah. I gotta go eight, five. I gotta okay. go a little higher than Barbie just because the just the acting and then like all the cameos and everybody, even though they only had short scenes, like they were just all so incredible and I man, it, it is just really great. I do think the time thing is gotta be addressed. This whole three hour movie bullshit's gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's, that's it's, the only thing. That's the only thing that like makes me hesitant to say like nine, because you know, like I yeah. do remember like sitting in, in my seat, like, man, 100%. like kind of kind of bored. Wrong. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. The, a couple of times I looked at my time and I was like, yeah. I, I, how, yeah. how far am I in? And I'm like, man, I got an hour and 45 minutes more. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then I look at an hour and 15 more. I was like, fuck, man, let's get to it. You know, when the bomb blew up, I was like, oh, man, I must be two hours in, baby. And it's not. You're like an hour in. You yeah. got another whole movie to go. <laughs> But yeah, see, it I picked think- up so well at that end for me. Like, I was like, okay, this is getting interesting fast. Like, I'm really digging this. 
Like I really enjoyed the like interrogating and courtroom type situation stuff. Like I thought it was, I don't know. It built suspense very well for me. Okay. Even Uh, for being after the bomb stuff, I think that's like another thing. Like it was after what, you know, should have been the most exciting part of the movie. And I still felt exciting enough to be competitive with that Mm -hmm. for me. (laughs) I think yeah. that's what's amazing about the uh, the script that, uh, you know, that the bomb was like the first act. And then mm-hmm. the important stuff is like the ramifications, like the guilt that Oppenheimer feels and how the world's changed and how he, now he's trying to fix things. Yeah. I don't even think it's really the the guilt. I think it was the the griminess of they had, you know they have him build this bomb and then they basically throw him under the bus and then they fucking try him. Like, <sighs> well, it was, a uh, it wasn't a trial. It was just to, um, no, I mean like continue they try his like, clearance, they, like, they, like they try in his ass. Like uh-uh. they're, you know, like it's, it sucks that like hopping like, from the streets. Yo, <laughs> I mean, but I, I guess I get it. Cause technically he was talking to communists and stuff. And I guess when it comes to something that serious, like you do have to, address it and be like, no, dude, it's not okay that you had a communist girlfriend that you were sneaking away to have sex with and hang out with while you were building this. But so it does make sense. Like, nah, dude, you did fuck up. So you probably should be in trouble. And if all of that is true, it probably is kind of shady and who knows what the fuck is going on. But yeah, it's a shitty thing. Like, I don't know. I don't, it's a crazy fucking thing to put yourself in that kind of situation where you're going to build something like that for a giant government to use against another fucking country. And then now you're in the position of, I don't know, like, what are you a hero? I don't know. Like, yeah, well, I mean, that's some of the, if you, if we look at that one scene, right. Where they're after he builds the bomb and he has that like press conference or junket and they're, in the stadium and they're yeah uh b uh b and they're they're stomping they're stomping their feet like they're at the barbie screening that you yes that's exactly (laughs) what it was like in my fucking screening (laughs) and he's you can can tell that he's just out of it right like he doesn't know what to say and they're like cheering they're like yeah i think uh I think for it, it seems like with the portrayal with uh it seems like he was all about the science. Like yep. he was talking oh, talking right. to his science buddies like he was just excited. He was excited to do this because of science. And then like after after it was a real thing because you know like theory will only get you so far. That's like a very important line that they, they keep repeating. So once it becomes real then that's when the the real movie like the arc Oppenheimer changes like he's no longer like the go lucky like yeah you know like he kind of he's like a different person right yeah well yeah that's the whole point of like science pretty much is it's not that all those scientists were so excited to build a bomb to kill people it was how do we solve this equation and you know that was the whole thing like holy fuck how do we figure this out they're just being they're basically just being tortured by how do we figure this out? How do we figure this out? And unfortunately, like, oh, once you figure it out, then we have an atomic bomb. So I don't think they really realize the gravity of what they're doing 
And then once they figure the equation and they're like, wow, we did it. We're so smart. I can't believe we unlocked this scientific explanation and mystery, which gets us closer to God and, you know, understanding the realities of our reality and what we're made of. I mean, like, it, well, it got now. some people really close to God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're hanging out with him right now. And no, then, but they, yeah, they tried to warn him. You know, like Einstein and a couple people snuck by, like the the one teacher that he respected is like, oh, well, you know, like, just be careful. And they tried. There was definitely uh, words of warning, but he yeah. was just kind of all wrapped up in the science. Yeah. Like you were saying. Yeah. Like they told him, like, basically, there's going to be the world you live in now and the world after this like this is going to change everything and it did i mean it changed war it changed everything it changed god fucking the atomic i mean thank god we don't use them and people aren't using them on like it's not something that we've you know they've used them twice which was two times too many but i don't know i i don't i don't think we'll ever use them again but god damn somebody probably will and yeah, because now it's an option, and that's yeah. the the problem. And I, I think that's why he wanted to talk, or you know, not divulge secrets, but he just wanted to talk with the Russian scientists, and he just wanted to. That's what he was fighting for to have more. He's he thought that if he could talk to the scientists, that they would not build the hydrogen bomb. And America mm -hmm. was like, "You're crazy." You're, that's, we're, we're building the hydrogen bomb whether you talk to the scientists or not <laughs> right. yeah and, which is true but I mean just you know the guilt that I, I think because you know he says like he, he feels like he has blood on his hands right so that well, I he feel, does, yeah. yeah I feel like he feels guilty about it but you know the president was like nah, nah I'm the one who uh, brought the bomb yeah they made him a real piece of shit but they they, they kind of made America like a little a little shitty because as soon as he makes the bomb, he's like, oh, can I? Okay, what's next? Can I go with you? Like, okay, we'll call you. Get out of here, kid. Yeah. <laughs> like they totally brush him off. Yeah, which feels a little bit probably how it would have been anyways because they got what they needed. You know, they fulfilled their end of the deal. He fulfilled his end of the deal. They're done with him. Now, you know, they just needed him to build it. They didn't need him to drop it. Right. And Tell also, that's what Eisen. It was Eisenhower, right? Uh, yes. Was it? Yeah, and, yeah, I think yeah so. and that's what he says. He goes, "You think anybody cares who built the bomb? They don't care about you. I dropped it." So he's like, you know, he's basically saying like, "I'm the man. Like this ain't about you. This is about me. Like thanks for building me, my my flex piece. Like I'm the shit now. Like I did this. Like you might have built it, but I'm the one who." pulled the trigger on it and actually did something with it. I was happy that he was only in that scene though. Cause they made me hate him so much in that little <laughs> fucking tomb in that two minutes. I fucking hated that guy, which means yeah. he did a good job. He did a good job at his job because I That's fucking true. hated that. I hated him in that two minutes. That was uh Gary Oldman though. No so. yeah. way dude. Yeah. yeah. 100%. That Gary Oldman is a freaking chameleon. dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, he's one of the best, man. <laughs> he's terrific. Holy shit. <laughs> the best Gordon ever. Fucking A. That's wild. I did not even notice. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I loved it. It, it, feel, it sounds like, you, you know, you guys loved it. Yeah, it's just that yeah. length. Yeah. That length, man. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Length, length was tough. It's it, all movies right now. Just It's ridiculous. I mean, I understand... 
like these filmmakers wanting to get their what they're trying to deliver out but i mean you got to remember you're also making something to entertain people yeah <laughs> like oh you don't forget that don't forget that oh we got yeah. one of those coming <laughs> oh yeah uh yeah it just makes it so that you know it's being a big going to the movie becomes this big fucking kerfuffle like i remember when endgame was out and i had some family in town and it was maybe 7 p.m at night and i think my sister and her family were in town my brother-in-law was like oh oh awesome jesse fuck this man let's get out of here let's go watch endgame and i look at him and i'm like that's like a three and a half hour movie man <laughs> right and he's like oh really i'm like yeah it's seven o'clock which means we're not going to get a showing until like at least eight which means it's like i think endgame's over three hours, right? Uh, so no, I don't even think it so, is. No, I think it's okay. like two forty something. <laughs> okay, so whatever it was, I looked it up, and I'm like, it's going to be this much. Plus, you have to tack on a mandatory minimum of thirty minutes for trailers because thirty trailers are minimum right. thirty minutes now. I think they try to keep it at thirty minutes. So we like, started not going until our show, show like showing up at like the like the time for a movie, yeah. leaving our house when it's like movie time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do now is if the if my showing's at 11, I leave my house at 11 and I walk in like through the trailers because I I don't want to see the stupid bumpers and right. it fucking <laughs> takes forever. Wait, you don't oh, you don't get Nicole Kidman. You get the no, really no. bad one. I get the other one, yeah. I get Maria so, Menudos or whatever it is. Oh uh, yeah, I do we get come, Maria Menudos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get movie and with yep. Maria Menudos, and then I get uh, and then I get you don't sit with us. I get Danny Trejo and the Goon Squad doing. I the used to uh, I used to hate it, and then one day it stuck, and I thought, because here they are. <laughs> I don't mind the Nicole Kidman because I don't see it often. Uh, I don't see the Nicole Kidman one too often, but also it's like half as long as the one I have to sit through. Oh, really? The one I sit through is long, dude. It's like maybe a full two minutes or some shit, two, two and a half, three minutes. Yeah, fuck that. It's and it feels longer. And also, I'm really, really salty about the the roller coaster. The roller coaster has been <laughs> they ruined it. If you watch, if you watch the old roller coaster, the music was better. And the actual like roller coaster itself was fun. It had a really, really thrilling, like a really like abrupt popcorn pop that always gave me a, a jump scare. And the one now is like neutered and weak. It's just, <laughs> it's so shitty. I fucking hate it. <laughs> but wow. I still, I will say, this, I still this love... roller coaster is neutered and weak. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though that I still, I, I'm. And the last couple of years, especially this last year of going to the movies a lot more, like I'm, I still love going to the movie theater. Like I'm happy that it's a thing that I do again. I love having my, if you're going to go to the theater, you know, sign up for one of the apps cause you get points for buying tickets. So I get free tickets all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I enjoy it. It, 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 the, the time is getting annoying, you know, because we want to enjoy it and it's getting frustrating to every time you go to see something that's worth it and something good. It's always it's like two and a half hours or more. Plus trailers is three hours, three and a half hours. And it's a bummer, man. It's, it's it just definitely a is a, it's different now. Like I've always loved trailers, but I don't need to watch them to know what's coming out anymore. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. you, you see it all, whatever. And I feel like they go on way longer now, like way longer. Yeah. 
Yeah, some trailers are like three and a half, four minutes sometimes. And it's like, bro, just cut it. Well, no, okay. just the 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 length of the time the trailers are on screen too. It's like, yeah, yeah, they they play like a couple extra ones now. Yeah, it's it's wild. It feels it feels mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's just greedy. It's just them just saying, you know, because they know that they're getting paid. People want their their movies, their trailers in there, so they're just like, fuck it, slap another trailer in. Yeah. You know, more more people, you know, more trailers, more money. So who cares? Like, fuck the viewer. We want them to. Um, I didn't know that if you get headshots, sometimes their heads explode in this game. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, the this isn't getting, a game. This is a podcast. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so sometimes you know the trailers are just a bit much, and also the world we live in now, where we have trailers on our phones, so. You know, right. back in the day, it was awesome because, like, it would be like, yo, did you see the Jurassic Park Lost World trailer? There was no way to see that, you know? You only could see it. You had to wait for, like, the TV commercial version of it, you know? But, you, you know, when it, when, it, when a trailer came out originally, that was the only way to see it. Now, you know, they, I guess they tried to do it with Exorcist, and I think you put the trailer in the chat the other day, so now everyone can see the Exorcist trailer. It, now, but. it was not a trailer for a minute like for the first couple days i couldn't watch Mm -hmm. it when we first tried to record i kept watching spanish language versions that someone made at their house for sure yeah that version did not look good not gonna lie (laughs) which whatever that movie was didn't like it yeah the the spanish language oh okay okay i was gonna say i thought the i thought it looked good i i remember it standing out when i was seeing the trailers but I'll be there day one, definitely for Exorcist Genesis or whatever it's called. What's it called? Genesis? Uh, Believer? Believe? Oh, believe. It's something like that. Something like that. Fucking some. uh, Yeah. Believe. Yeah. Believe. Justin Believer. Um, (laughs) I'm Carrick. Uh, (laughs) uh, Fuck, I hate that guy. So, uh, what's his yeah. name? Justin B. Liber? Justin. Um, but Diver? yes, <laughs> what I will say is, I thought I would hate Oppenheimer. It's not the type of movie I like. I'm not really into drama stuff. And I thought it was like, I walked out and I thought, like, wow, that was a really great movie. So, yeah, it was good. If you're, I don't know, it's an experience. If, if it's still in theaters and you kind of want to go see a, a movie, like, I don't know, maybe go tr- try it out. It's definitely like a theater thing. Hey, the sound design was awesome. Uh, so definitely try to see it in a place with cool sound. Uh, Cause it sounded cool and it looked cool and it was great. Yeah. Okay. I think every American should watch Opp- Oppenheimer. I know that sounds very political, but. Should they take any opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yes. <laughs> yes, they should actually. Yeah, that's what he's saying. You should go watch it. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> you should probably see it. I'll watch it. It's I don't know. I still got to watch the last two Nolan films. It's too late. Yeah, it's just gonna go into because it's it's. I think it. I. But it's feel not like, like a Nolan. The rest of his movies, he does. It's not like his story. It's it's a pre-existing one. You know what? You know what they should have opened with. It should have started with the bomb going off, and then uh, Oppenheimer seeing it, and like his uh, blacked out glasses, goggles, like flying off his head, and then it cut, it, like it pauses freeze frame, and it's like, 
You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been oh, yeah. a really cool way to open the movie. You're welcome, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I think it's good, so it'll be good anyways. But They should have almost... opened it with the Odyssey, this 2000. I mean, I definitely feel like this time and this whole kind of spectacle week of barbenheimer thing maybe played in played a part a little bit to where it's i think it would have been cool and impactful to see it last week you know but that's not going to change that it's a good movie that tells a good story you know maybe it's not thrilling there's no ninjas there's no monsters there's no you know fight scenes or karate but did a good movie it's a lot of people sitting around in old-timey clothes being upset you know so it's gonna get some (laughs) oscar buzz so it's definitely uh it's definitely good. I didn't expect to like it, but I liked it. Will I ever watch it again? No. Me too. I, I I'll, I'll watch it again. I was like, man, this should have came out during like the election time. Not that it, <laughs> not that it would have changed anything, but maybe a little would have added maybe a little bit more empathy to uh, a couple of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I it'll be one of those ones I never probably ever watch again though. Yeah, it's just long. I, yeah, it is. It's the, it is it's, very long. I feel like I experienced it. I don't think on my second viewing it'll feel the same. And I, the dedication of the three hours is is tough. You know. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what these all these movies are like. That where you're like, what? How do you expect anyone to like? <laughs> right. It's like your whole day. Like, dude, yeah. I, I went and I bought my tickets for fucking talk to me. And uh, it was yeah. a breath of fresh air. I was like, I'll see it at one o'clock. I'll be done by three and then I'll have my whole night. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm seeing it Saturday. It's getting very, very, very good reviews. Yeah, that's a little nervous. But I mean, that at least tells me it won't be like a total stinker. You know, it's not I'm not going to be like as bummed as I was for boogeyman. So that at least tells me that at least tells me that, you know what, it's just going to be something. Maybe I won't like the direction it goes, but I definitely feel confident that it won't be a total piece of shit. So I'm pretty stoked because I've been looking forward to talk to me. And since I saw the trailer the first time when I think we saw the other smile, I think that's when Mm -hmm. I first saw the trailer and I was Mm -hmm. like, whatever the fuck that is, I'm going to see that the day it comes out. And yeah, that's a day uh, one. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not day oneing it, which would be tomorrow because the early screenings mm-hmm. are tomorrow. But I'm gonna be seeing it Saturday evening at the big fancy theater. Well, so when excited. I say day one, you know, it means like weekend one because yeah, it just means a day with jobs. Pretty much, and that's pretty much what's stopping me. Um, sick, we did it. Go see Barbie and Oppenheimer. So go see Barbie and Poppy. Go see Oppenheimer and talk to me. And go see Talk to Me, because Talk to Me, definitely next week we'll be reviewing that. So look for that next coming Monday or whatever day we do it. Man, uh, Mm. Spoiler Steve from um, Scenicast was like, you want to be on uh, to review any movies or whatever? And he sent me all this list. And I was like, where the fuck is Talk to Me? And he's like, oh, we're booked for that one. And I'm like, yeah, of course you're booked. And then you want me to see fucking My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 and 3? Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I'm not going to fucking waste my life. It was just funny. I'm like, none of those movies at all resonate with me. So I'm gonna, Steve, I'm gonna that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Steve is dedicated. That is commitment. Yeah, <laughs> I'm impressed there, with 
He's watching through the My Big Fat Greek Wedding cinematic universe. Oh my god, <laughs> kill me. For the next one, I guess. But yeah, they watch literally terrible. everything. And it's it's a commitment to go on there. I love those guys and I love recording with them, but they always make me watch one movie that I'm like, fuck this movie. Why am I watching this? Like <laughs> some shit on Hulu. And I'm like, what the fuck am I wasting and my you'll fucking watch Saturday? It, but you won't watch Oppenheimer. Jesus. Oh my God, this guy. Ugh. I tried to get tickets and Oppenheimer. No, I did. <laughs> I okay. did. I looked, dude. Upset. I sat in a fucking queue on goddamn fucking uh, Regal online website <laughs> trying to get a ticket for that stupid ass movie I didn't even want to see. And they were full up everywhere except for one seat down each side of the row and then the front. And I'm not doing that. And then the only seats they had were the handicap section. And I'm not going to take seats from people who potentially need. Like <laughs> the seats in the handicap section. I'm not gonna do that just to go see fucking shitty ass Oppenheimer. I, I I know. I'm just saying. I got you. I'm just saying. If you would have remembered the week before, it's fine. I didn't want to see it <laughs> the week before, but then I felt guilted because you really wanted me to, and then I nope, we're just laying on a little bit more guilt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need it. Write into podcast at gmail.com and let us know how disappointed you are for not getting your <laughs> Oppenheimer. Because, you know, like I, I really do think that, you know, you went to film school. We needed your opinion on this. Yeah, and spoilers. I would have said it looked cool and it was boring. So it seems like to me. <laughs> we're just here, just plebs, just, you know. <laughs> just plebeians just giving Nate, he's a filmmaker I well, yeah, no, we have Nate film. we have Nate thank god that's and, the only reason why I was okay with it because we have Nate and really could use your your opinion Aaron I mean yeah. Yeah. he's out here Shocker fighting for his life by himself for our audience James also took film classes yeah no I didn't no he did I took a film class that was watching film and discussing it there you go now, so, now yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. We did watch Memento and Godfather and, you know, the, the classics. Yeah. I mean, I, I took photography, I so that's film. I've been in a dark room before. So that's similar types of film, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, talk to me coming next week. We did it. Um, so next week we're going to be Talk to May, uh, which is great. We uh, also doing we'll, Remnant two tonight, or I don't know. You oh shit! I forgot. It? I yeah, was gonna fun. say like, dude, I'm I'm capping fools right now. Like you know, um. So yeah, those are our movie reviews, guys. We appreciate you listening. So also this week, Remnant two came out, which is all right. Well, real quick, Nate, do you need to drop off or anything? Because we're gonna talk a game you have not played. No, no, I I could stick around. Okay, just making cool. sure. Sometimes I feel bad when we right. have guests on that of like. Well, anyways, let's talk for three hours about something you literally have never even heard of. <laughs> okay, I'll just play. Uh, I'll just play Oppenheimer in the background. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Remnant Two came out, which is another Souls-like with guns sequel to Remnant from the Ashes, and yeah. we all got early access and have been playing for a good amount. I think Jimmy's probably almost done beating it already. Probably. Jimmy has officially beat it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. <Really? laughs> Job. Was the last boss a child in a hospital gown? Uh, no, it's uh, oh, root, you can say yeah, it. no, it's, no, you can say it it's root related. Off. It's root, okay. root related. Yeah, because I felt like in Remnant One, the ending made no sense. Like I thought that was saying that the little kid dreamed up everything. Like they give you nothing in that game, so I still don't really understand what that was. But yeah, I mean, I still don't really. I don't know because. Yeah, I mean, 
light spoiler, like it still does like the digitally shit at some point. Uh, yeah, where it's like you're getting get. I don't know. Like, I don't know if we're going to get sucked into like a digital Tron world or what, but I don't know. We'll see what comes afterwards. I will say the last boss fight is crazy. Um, maybe seizure inducing a little. Um, (laughs) it's got some crazy flashing and like back and forth stuff. Um, but yeah, the last boss fight is pretty crazy. How many hours have you put in so far? Uh, so I wrapped up at 26.3, um, but I did put several hours into playing with Bone and you and your guys' stories. Um, yeah, I'm at so. 14.4 right now. Right. And then oh, I yeah. also ground one. Nine. Okay. Yeah, I ground one. Like when I got the Blood Moon thing, I did grind to try to get a bunch of those essence things for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, to get the but, book finally. Did you get is, Summoner? Uh, yeah. Is that yep. your second class? Like, did you play it? Um, yes and no. So it's not useful in boss fights, uh, really, because most bosses fly. Um, yeah, that's really annoying for the dog. Almost all handler. the bosses. Fl- yes. Yeah. The the bug the shooting ability and the summoning is not great. Um, for any of the boss fights, it's good if you're just running around on your own. But uh, definitely would recommend maybe considering, like, sticking with that healer and then, you know, try to do something with damage related. Because you're just going to want to kill these bosses as fast as possible because they are real hard in that last world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, so we unlocked, well, I guess you can rate it. We can probably give our initial ratings, but I'll say we unlocked some secret classes. There's like a boatload of single i think there's more secret classes than there are regular classes in the game uh yeah so i think you're supposed to only technically start with four classes we all got the fifth um for having the ultimate edition mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean you you get another i an ingram beating the last boss for you know another class like uh-huh. so <laughs> i i there's a lot of classes that are hidden. Um, I did get that um, necromancer type one, and it gave me a steam achievement that said, "Shh, it's a secret," and <laughs> it's obtain a secret archetype. So there's obviously they made a point to have a bunch of uh, secret archetypes in there. So yeah. how do you get the secret ones? You have to. So I found the engineer. <laughs> um, I had I looked it up online because well I saw it online, so I watched that video. It's in the desert world where the poison smoke is you have to find a specific spot and walk through the poison smoke and basically die you find an armor set and then below that is an engram and when you hit level 10 in the game you can slot a second class and you have to get well, an engrams for it yeah when you hit level 10 in that archetype oh yeah and sorry an a archetype yeah yep, yep. okay so they're literal like you find an item basically you find a pickup and it says yes. like, a, like a recipe almost um, yeah, so it'll be an item, but the thing is, is it doesn't tell you that that item is made into an Ingram. Um, so if you go to craft, like to the craft lady and have like a, get a weapon or whatever, when you get a, you know, some type of item like that and it doesn't make a weapon, go up to the one guy that's up on the crane or whatever. And most likely it's an Ingram that, or that you can make it into one. Um, okay. And then you'll be able to equip those in that other slot or in your ri- or original slot. Like you can change any of them at any point, I think. So 
the the Shit. engineer class that I got, I really like the turret, but mm-hmm. um, it has some annoyances with it. Like you can put down a turret or you can carry it as like a heavy machine gun. Um, it's not worth carrying it because when you put it down, you're getting two guns, you know, like you're shooting two things uh, and that yeah. works better. And the only thing that sucks about it is if it doesn't shoot all its ammo, it doesn't go away. So you can't like wait for the cooldown to start again. You have to wait for it. You can summon it to you. But that doesn't work sometimes too, so it's kind of a bummer on that. But um, it's still fun. I like it, and the the second like the passive abilities are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but medic's been fun. Um, yeah, so so far I'm gonna give this like a nine out of ten. Like I don't even know why it can't be a ten out of ten, but it's not. I don't think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm probably like a seven five. Wow. It, it's okay. like some five eight. I mean, it's cool. It's just there's, it's it feels like an arcade game, which is what I like because it doesn't 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 feel like there's too much to it. It's just kind of like shoot stuff, which I do like. So I like it's kind of mindless walk around. It's very difficult. Uh, I mean, I was playing it on the second difficulty, <laughs> which was real tough. So yeah. I re-rolled on the regular one, and it's still challenging. It's definitely made for co-op. Uh, but I don't mean for it to be bad by no. I'd say like an no, eight. no. That's uh, seven and a half is fine. It's yeah, not I think a like bad eight. rating. Yeah. Uh, because I think it looks incredible. I think the Unreal Five is really, really super incredible. It's not that it's so graphically amazing and different. I just feel like man, they're getting really good at making like using like textures and like making these cities. Right. I don't know, just basic shit like forests and like brick walls in a city just look really good. So it's not reinventing anything or making anything new. It's just making simple, basic shit look really good. So at least on the PlayStation 5, I think this game looks super awesome and it's super fun. It's super challenging uh, and I like it a lot. I'm definitely going to play it a lot. James, I like what's it. your score? Um... I think if I have to think of the purpose of like a game and what this one does, um, I'm man, I think I am, I'll, I'm going to go nine. I, I'm going to go nine. I want to yeah, say nine, five. Um, and the reason is that I honestly take like a point away is because I just really don't give a shit about the story elements of it that yeah. much. They're not overly detailed, but I mean, it's more than you get in a Dark Souls game. So it's kind of, you know, I don't know, like maybe they shouldn't do it. Maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's probably why I can't say 10 because it is a perfect sequel like to me uh so far yeah they yeah yeah, they they did the thing that i wanted from it when we talked about it in the past is we just basically said make this first game again but make it a little better and i think they 100 percent did that and then some um they added a lot of stuff that makes it still feel fresh for people that played the shit out of the first game uh, the new boss designs are great. The ones I've seen, because um, that's the biggest thing about this game is the replayability. If you, this money is worth the, or this game is worth the money simply in oh, just yeah. the replayability of it. Like it's, you just have all these unlimited amount of like scenarios and the way the playthrough can change. Even the maps change now. Um, 
yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, they did add a shit ton of items in this one. <laughs> a lot more. I think I ended the game with like 40 rings or something yeah, more. Insane. Like, yeah, they you know really. Not, yeah, good. You know what I'm not finding a lot of is guns. I have like a couple of boss guns and that's it. And then you can buy like the standard ones, but you don't find weapons. I don't feel like. Yeah, there's so the, I think what they did differently with this one is they almost every mini boss or any boss you fought was a locked in permanent weapon that you kind of like wanted to put the abilities on something else. So I think in this one, they opened it up and put a lot more just weapons you can use and then add the mods to it and made most of the bosses stuff like most of their drops be mods that can be put on different things mm-hmm. and then made the final bosses of each world actually be a unique weapon or, you know, yeah. um, and I, I think that was a good move. Cause I remember that being something like, I really like this, the ability on this gun, or I really like this gun, but I don't like the ability or, you know, and they added some more customization to that. I think they really opened this one up to, let you play it how you want and do your own like really customized build. And it's been a lot of fun. Like I, I basically set my guy up to be almost invincible with melee when I can use melee. I mean, you custom the way you organize the rings and you can add um, abilities to the weapons or like power ups. I don't know what the proper word is on there, but you oh, can add yeah. an item. Oh. Yeah. Like Mods I added an item. Nut is it skills? No, I'm talking the little thing like that puts an an ability like an effect on it. Oh, those are mods, I think, right? Maybe that might be what it is. Yeah, yeah. So like you get the the thing like so the weapon has a slot where it's like an ability thing, which I think that yeah, that's either a skill or mod. And then there's one below it where you can add like a an ability to it where like mine was my sword gives me shield when I'm attacking people. And then I put rings on that made my shield heal me and my shield grow using stamina. And like, it just made me like super invincible and it was really fun. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, I can't say enough about this game. I think people, I I think you can enjoy the first one. If you want to, if you feel the need to play that first, um, but this one's absolutely terrific. And I also want to point out that the regular game on this was 50 bucks and the ultimate mm-hmm. edition was a normal price game of 70, which yeah. includes all the DLC. Like that is awesome. Like they, <laughs> it's so great that they like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of weird in this money hungry, you know, world to have a company be like, you know what? We're, we're, give it we're gonna make it a 50 dollar game and it this has more replayability than most of the other games that want to charge you more and hundreds of dollars and you know micro purchases and shit i mean i can see why it's a cheaper game because it's technically like a little it's less game than you'd mostly get but the replayability though is what makes it almost infinitely replayable but Mm -hmm. like i mean you know you beat it in like 20 something hours but that's just your first playthrough. Oh, There's yeah. Diff- and he can other re-roll the worlds in adventure mode and get completely different boss rotations and, yeah. you know, like, and puzzles and everything. Like, everything is different. That's the beauty of Remnant. I mean, it isn't infinite, but it's it's probably 
three times the length. So it's probably 90 to 100 hours worth of stuff Yeah, um, if you're good. I'm not good at this game. Well, there have been two boss fights where I've died within the first like 10% of his health and just had to watch them fight it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're on the easiest mode, but like I get like the one had madness mode from um Elden Ring or the madness from uh, Bloodborne where like if it looks at you too long you just die and that oh, happened. Great. To me. I yeah, didn't realize like it was our it was our first time in and so right as I was like, "Oh, it's looking at me. I need to move behind a thing." It had infected me with it and then I was like trying to figure out if I could cure it, and a guy grabbed me and stabbed me through the heart, and I died. And I was like, "Oh well." Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of. I mean, I have a lot of fun every time I play it. Um, and it's. I think this one's easier solo, which is nice because they gave us difficulty, which they might have before, but I feel like they gave us a better initial difficulty. That first one is like I think. It's I good think balance. it scales. I think it scales yeah. because I don't. I don't feel that the difficulty being any different with multiple people or solo. Okay. I think um, the only thing I think that's harder for me personally on solo is getting shot in the back, like constantly because um, friendly fire is always oh, on. Yeah. And when you're a Oof. tanky guy that wants to melee, you're just getting lit up the whole time you're up there trying yeah. to kill shit. <laughs> but if you build strong enough, you can kind of take it. But yeah, that, that part I think needed to be like an element they added to that class was like friendly fire is reduced by 50% or something like that. That yeah. way you can yeah. be a tank. Yeah. It's, it's still, a little low because I remember I was playing with Seth and I shot him a few times and I was only doing five or six damage. So it's definitely you're not doing like 100% of your damage that you do to an enemy to your friend. But yeah, it definitely has friendly fire. And when you're using like AOE attacks, you know, like with the gun, I can like throw a little pulse on the ground and like that's going to just hurt my homies if they're standing close to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the hard part. It's not a lot of damage, but it matters when your boys just trying to survive in there, you know. Right. Yeah. And you're just trying to shoot to do any, you know, like try to help and that uh, you're just shooting them in the back of the head and they're dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I, melee doesn't uh, do friendly fire, which is nice because oh, yeah. sometimes we just be going in and have a Donnybrook, you know, we just go <laughs> crazy in there. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I don't I For some reason, it feels smaller than the first game. I just feel like the first game kind of felt almost. I think the areas felt bigger from what oh, I've experienced. I definitely disagree. I think this yeah, James, is way bigger. I think more open. Like, I don't know. I remember maybe big open, open, but James areas. clears every map. And sometimes like, cause I find myself getting like easily distracted. I'm like, Oh, and I'm running. I see a door. I'm like, cool. I go in the door. And then I realize I didn't clear the other map. Like, yeah, yeah I, I try not to like go to I won't leave an area till I'm like mm-hmm. clearing every corner. But I, I think I mean the feeling of the openness because it feels like, yeah, these areas are bigger, but I feel like they're more not corridory, but very maze like. And I remember in the first game, just giant sprawling, large areas walking like walking around big areas. Uh, oh, that, and sorry, you just remind hmm? me. That was um it. We also, if you get the $70 edition, you get all of the DLC that are coming. And the DLCs in the last one were fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. Yeah, this, this game is going to expand a lot over the next year, which is going to be cool. Yeah, the the Snow Rat World was really cool and had a really cool boss that mm-hmm. was a giant rat that rode a giant pig or whatever. <laughs> that yeah. shit was cool as fuck, yeah. Um, yeah, this is... I would say a 9.5 is probably more where I'm at. I think it is really just the story. Because otherwise, I mean... It's 
a perfect sequel. Like really you couldn't is. have asked oh, yeah. for a better sequel. It is everything you liked in the first one amplified. Mm-hmm. Um, more classes, and the classes do feel different. You know, in the end, you're still. It does have a little bit of destiny to it, where it's like you're just all guys with guns. Um, but James has been able to find a viable melee build, which is something they didn't have in the first one. Right. Oh, sick. That was a big deal for me. I was like, man, I wish you could just be like the dude who runs in. And like you said, maybe it is like damage from the rear is 70% reduced so that you can run in there and your friends can not worry about shooting right. you as much, you know? Yeah. Um well, and when you're playing with other people, the melee element um, can be tough just because everybody is blasting the shit out of everything yeah. before you get to it. The only time it's like really useful with a group is like on a boss. And yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun just getting in there and doing it like a Souls game, you know, <laughs> dude. And that and Orlando boss, the two versions of the same. Oh, that so was good. the fucking coolest thing I've seen in a game in a while since Elden Ring. Probably it's my favorite boss. Nice. Like it is fucking cool there's like a light and a dark version like in Anor Orlando and you flip a switch and then you know you talk to these same guys and they're inverted versions of each other and they want you to kill them right yeah. and so we went for the bad the dark one and he was fucking cool he was basically um, oh my god uh, Pontiff, Pont- Pontiff, Pontiff Sullivan yeah. yeah he was that but mm. he was fucking cool mm-hmm. it was very very cool and, and then like yeah. we were almost done with the fight and like I noticed looking at the floor you could see the light guy through the floor yeah. and like see him sitting there like in the castle where you're fighting the guy and <laughs> that you're fighting they're dope as fuck because they're these guys that have angels and they make the angels hold them up they like fly and hold up like yeah. their chair it's very cool <laughs> so you just saw him like chilling with his angel buddies <laughs> But yeah, it's very good. I'm excited to play more. I'm probably going to play more right after this. And uh, yeah, it's a a great game. And I'm excited for the DLCs because the last ones were really good. Yeah. And I hope they bring that mode where it's like survive each round and then you get to purchase shit in between each round. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I liked that one too. That was, wasn't that like the kind of like the roguelite mode? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's why I hope they put one of those in here because that was really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I do think one more thing, the mechanics of this do feel smoother and stuff too. So if anybody has played the first one, like they literally everything got bumped up with this game. Everything is just touched on everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do think they definitely reused models of the maps from the first game a little bit. Yeah. Um, and not all of it. Like you could just get hints of them at points. Um like the sewer or like the wood, the wooded jungle area. There's a lot of points where I felt like it was like the wooded area in the last game and which is fine. I mean, it, that doesn't honestly didn't bug me all that much, but just stating that. Yeah, cool. they did. It did feel a little bit of reused planets more than, or, you know, for me so far, it feels like, yeah, some of the planets are being revisited, but there's some cool shit. It's still got fresh stuff to it, but there is some of that. Um, I would agree. Yeah, great game. Yeah. Good if you're, game. If you if you got you know fifty extra bucks or whatever, and you want something that you can dig your teeth into, this there's not much better out there right now. We do have do a guys, lot. Of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you like the uh, Unreal look, like the Unreal Engine? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Unreal Five is <laughs> fucking sick, dude. It's, it's I like great. it. You kind of tell like which games use it, like mm-hmm. doesn't bother you or 
it has this thing to it at a distance where it's like it's like pixel they're trying to make it blurry like your real vision yeah (laughs) that i don't like but otherwise i think it looks great and and the art style in this game is really good Mm -hmm. um most games have a setting for that though um Mm. where you can turn where it renders the background so it's not blurry Okay. I didn't look for it, but yeah, yeah, a lot of games do add that in there now. But I was just going to say, we have a lot of games coming out. So this has been a struggle for me to go back to Final Fantasy 16. I'm at like 60% now and I really need to finish it. Yeah. I really, really like 16. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't say enough how much crow I have to eat on that game. I love that game. And I'm really liking the story. Um, it's, it's probably my favorite Final Fantasy story in a couple games. Yeah. Yeah. I love six six sixteen, And I also, I, I got, I did the thing. I'm at the final dungeon and I'm just, I, I just put it down. Cause I know that the, my next extended session, I'm going to beat it. And I'm not sure if I'm going to go directly into new game plus right away because yeah, there's more games coming. Mortal Kombat one is going to be out in just a month or couple like maybe six weeks or something and i'm playing this remnant shit and there's other stuff i want to play so yeah but I, re- I really should get on final fantasy 16 and beat that maybe i should try to beat that by mu- by the next episode yeah i'm at the part where like every couple story sections like every time i finish one story quest i have more side quests and they've gotten shitty again like they're not the mm-hmm. good side quests they if a uh, if so, if you're gonna play the game, just know a if a main NPC character gives you the side quest, it's gonna be a good one. Otherwise, they're probably gonna be really bad. Like if it's just <laughs> yeah. like a guy at a store, it's gonna be like, go tell these guys they owe me money, and then Ugh. it's yeah. not gonna give you shit. Um, what I might do then is I might just wait till I see that you're about to beat it, and then I'll beat it, and then we can do like a final review thing. Because yeah, I'll try. I want to play other stuff. I will try and uh, play some a good amount this weekend. Okay. But, so maybe not this coming episode, but maybe the episode after that, if we're lucky, maybe we'll have some final thoughts. I don't know. It's tough because Rem- Remnant 2 is out. <laughs> I was I was trying. I wanted to get through the Battle Pass on Diablo because I accidentally activated mine. Uh, oh, that's a big problem online right now. People are yeah. real pissed about that. I wanted to see, like what it was going to look like. And I I knew it was like 50, 50. I was like, is this going to do it? But I thought it would give me a chance to like say no. And it did not, you know? So no, it's immediate. (laughs) Yeah. Well on, on console, the problem is when you go to the seasonal page, the button that you're on is the activate pass. If you have the deluxe edition, it's like automatic. So people are accidentally hitting it just thinking they're like pressing a button to look at what's on the the battle pass you know yeah so if you're just clicking your x button you just automatically activate it i don't i don't get what it is it does it trigger a purchase or is it activating something that you were trying to save it's it was activating something because i got a free battle pass upgrade so you were waiting for an actual good battle pass that you wanted yeah i was like i'll probably use all that because i actually like the skins on this one but I don't, you know, who knows what's going to be in the later ones. But I, if I can get through this, I should have enough to, you know, probably buy the next one and then that way, or the next one I want, I can just kind of justify it that way. But, but yeah. Okay. We did it. it we did. Sorry, my internet went out on uh, Monday night while we were recording just randomly and then was out for five hours or four hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, suck balls. Yeah. I've really been having technical difficulties lately. <laughs> 
Definitely. Technical Difficulties, a song by Racer X, a.k.a. Paul Gilbert. You should look that song up. It's very, very good. It's a guitar virtuoso song. Sorry. No. <laughs> That's fine. It really uh, is a great song. Technical Difficulties by Racer X. For sure, write that down and listen to it. It's got a great opening riff, great guitar solo section. Um, oh, wait, I did want to well, talk about it more next time, but bitch, I got Tangerine Dream tickets. Are you fucking kidding me? Tangerine Dream is coming to town in September, and I get to see them. I am losing my mind. Nice. I wish I still did drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know where to find us? Uh, Instagram, Nerd Podcast. That's the best place to contact us. It's the easiest way to contact us. Also, email us at nerdsthepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, write us reviews, please, because reviews are great. So just let us know what you think. Be honest. Um, <laughs> Be honest, unless it's under five stars, then please go yeah, and fuck, go you and know, fuck yourself. We're doing what we want to do. We're, we're trying to we're trying to do the damn thing. Uh, we'll be back next week with talk to me as well as other stuff. More remnant talk. Uh, we just got our Street Fighter Six character drop. Rashid came out. Rashid of the Turbulent Wind came out. Guess Let's what? go, Pleb. Let's go flip. <laughs> Guess what? They dropped him, and he's immediately broken. So everyone's yeah, freaking out. He's immediately broken. It's something to do with his level two, where if you block it, it will just chip damage you till you die. So there's a really huge problem with his character. Evo's around the corner. People are freaking out if he's usable. They have to patch him. We don't know. So I'm going to give my uh, give a try to him this weekend and see what that's like. We're excited about Talk To Me. Go listen to Rock With Hop, H-O-P-P, James's Rock and Roll Podcast. Uh, write us emails at nerdsthepodcast at gmail.com or write us in at the Instagram because uh, let us know what you thought of everything we talked about. Are you angry at our Barbie review? Because we didn't destroy Barbie for 45 minutes with Ben Shapiro. <laughs> um, ben Shapiro destroys nerds for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, these three cis white losers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I sound nothing like that. I hey, I'm a I'm a PLC here, <laughs> sir. I'm not white. I'm a person of color. That's why I get to say wacko shit. These two cis white losers <laughs> and this white passing left <laughs> <laughs> Calling a person of color white passing is also offensive. Um, but it's okay. No, I just hear it. It's a buzzword. I know. I know. I'm kidding. I'm just and I just made that up in my head. And I bet you, if I think about it enough. I could possibly turn that against. So if somebody was like, but you're white passing, which I've had people say to me, I'm thinking that's kind of weird. You're, you're diminishing their ethnic, their ethnicity by judging them by the tone of their skin. Anyways, we're nerds. We talk about nerd shit. We love you. Take care of yourselves. Wait a minute, Nathan. Nate. Yeah, please. Thank you for having us on the show. <laughs> of thank course. you for, thank you for becoming uh, <laughs> joining us. Thank you for thank joining you. us. We always love having you. I love you. Fuck it, man. We're always going to bother you whenever there's good movie stuff because you're our favorite movie guest. Yeah, please. And uh, no, I mean, even if you guys want to play some games, let me know. Let me know what video game I should be playing. Happy to hop on. Nice. Play Dark Souls love, Soul Level 1 run. Just look that up and do that. <laughs> Will do. No, don't do that. It's Don't do that. Uh, also, <laughs> please uh, tell everybody where they can find you and stuff. Uh, Nathan's camera is the... Uh, Social media handle I stupidly chose for myself. <laughs> That's a good one, though. That's good. Nathan's camera. Well, he he has filmed all of my mail mail scenes, and um, he's got a really good eye for it. He's a great director and cinematographer for my. So, so if you Google Nathan's camera, some of Aaron's work will come up. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Schlong with the long. It came my butthole. 
Yes. Yes. Plural. <laughs> <laughs> the only one in the biz, baby. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Nate, we love you. Always have, always will. Fuck yeah, dude. One of the funniest people I know who thinks I'm one of the funniest people they know. We we just really pat each other on the back. That's what hanging out together is like. We're like, (laughs) you're funny. And then he's like, you're funny. You're so great. (laughs) Yeah. And thanks for coming. Always nice to. Thanks for coming to see it with us, too, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, I always know what to expect. And it was great. Yeah, we had a good time. I laughed very hard a couple times. Um, it's I love movies like Barbie because I always laugh at the times no one is laughing. Like I'll find something in those kind of movies always. And it was that guy screaming, man. That really was like chef's kiss. It, I, I said this after the movie, and we're gonna be done after this. But it reminded me of the menu, where the lady says thank you while the while she's getting killed at the end. That yeah. insert was like. <laughs> I just wanted to like kiss the director on the lips. It was made for me. That's it. We love you. Bye bye. Take care. Take care of yourselves, guys. (laughs) Bye.